on this episode, the Dark Knight teams up with a bunch of teenage turtles, Aquaman heads to the trenches, and it's all about video games, video games, and some more video games today on Pop Culture Over Pizza. Internet. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of Pop Culture Over Pizza. We have ourselves a leftover V-shaped slice this week, but that V does not stand for Valentine's Day. It stands for video games, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. We're going to talk uh, some of our uh, favorite and most influential video games of all time. But first, let me introduce myself. Uh, you all know me as Jose, and I'm, I, enjoy, I am joined excuse me, by the usual cast of characters. Elias, well, Gucci fam. This is Walt. Metatron. Asap Balrog. And we are joining you here from the Pop Culture Studios. We're going to talk a couple of things today related to the Grammys. Probably a little bit about Avengers Endgame, although people are still a little bit tired of that. We'll see where that goes. And we're going to talk a couple of other interesting things this week. But first... Let's talk about what everyone has been geeking out about over this uh, past couple of weeks or this past week. All right. So in terms of geeking out for the week out, uh, let's start with you, Meta. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been geeking out over? Well, I uh, Walt put me on this actually because he uh, he gifted me a few manga recently. Nice. Um Devilman versus Hades. So I was like, oh, what's this? And then he said, oh, this is a cool manga. I thought you'd like it. And I'm like, okay, cool. And he's like, wait, but before you do that, I think you have to watch the, the, because there's material that comes before the, the two manga that he got me. So I was like, oh, okay, uh, what is it? He's like, I think it's on Netflix, Devilman Crybaby. I binged that entire thing. And you know what? I've been noticing this is a trend in anime. Why is there only one goddamn season? Oh yeah, yeah, that's that does happen a lot with some animes. It's yeah. like um how like British TV shows are like sh- much shorter usually, they're like six episode seasons and like two two seasons or something like that. This is something about anime, or um, in some cases you might just have the whole anime basically be season one. If they decide to ever release any more anime, that's season two. Anime is a little weird like that, I guess. But, yeah. but basically, it's really good. It made me, the ending of it made me a little, uh, what I like to call cinematically depressed, <laughs> but it was, it was a really interesting, uh, really interesting show if you guys ever want to, well, I would assume at least some people have watched it, but hey, if you guys haven't, I, you have my recommendation, Devilman Crybaby, Netflix original. Netflix. Yeah, I guess that's that uh, cinematic depression that you experience can be cured with Wolfie's strategy, where you gotta watch something a little bit more upbeat afterwards. All right. Actually, did you? Yes. What did you What did you watch? Just out of curiosity. I actually, and I'm gonna attribute that all, this also to both Elias and Walt. They've kind of turned me around. I'm starting to get into Dragon Ball. Ah, okay. All so. Right. I watched Joyful. Resurrection F. Ah, okay. That's and that's mas- mo- mas- mostly because I 
favorite character is Frieza. Yeah, Frieza's Frieza's yeah. a lot of people's favorite characters because he's evil and calculating, but also goofy. No, and he's funny. over the top. Yeah, well, that's why he's goofy yeah. and funny. Exactly, evil and calculating, yeah. but like ridiculous. Everything's pretty ridiculous about that show, though. All right, that's cool. It's cool. Uh, that's your geek out for for the week. What about you? Good ASAP, sir. Why don't you tell us a little bit about anything that you've been checking out over the past week or anything you've been thinking about or anything you've been wanting to see even? It's been mostly about fashion, I guess, mm -hmm. for me. Um, New York Fashion Week's been going on lately. Yeah. And from what I've heard and seen thus far, they're bringing back the 80s looks. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it seems like that's how they're doing with, with all kinds of pop culture. Right? <laughs> 80s movies, 80s TV shows. Now it's time to bring back 80s fashion. Like, right. like what kind of fashion are we talking about? I mean, we're, we're, we're looking at bob cuts for women. Oh, my. Not for men, I hope. <laughs> well, not that that's I've not seen. An thing, I don't think. No, I mean, I haven't seen much for men, to be honest. Uh -huh. um, but it was mostly for women. Um, yeah, they've been, they're bringing back the bob cuts. Um, they're bringing back the very short skirts. Mm, okay, okay. Um, and a lot of floral prints, which I'm not really into, but... Yeah, I think we talked yeah. about that on one of the previous podcasts. Like, floral prints are kind of, like, boring. Yeah, they, they look, like, cool they look like shower curtains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, yeah. And, um... But yeah, Fashion Week is going on. New York Fashion Week is pretty much over. We're going on to um, London Fashion Week and then Milan Fashion Week and Paris Fashion Week. So there is a lot going on in regards to fashion, but this is more of stuff I would have to cover on Instagram. Um, so Walt would have to give me an Instagram takeover at some point. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. For a while and just yep. like post all the different looks that you did with uh, Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. Pretty much. A little while back and you posted some of the models and some of the looks that they have from that. Pretty much, man. really cool. So, all right, that's a pretty cool geek out for the week as well. I'm looking at some of these great looks, and that's pretty cool. And what about you, good Walt? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your geek out of the week? Okay, so my geek out of the week um, is a little a little off kilter. Um, oh, this is I, the heavy heart. Yeah, no, well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's one of those movies that, I, it was a movie, obviously, mm -hmm. right? Um, so this week has been kind of hard because I've been really busy with work and life and stuff mm -hmm. but i did get a chance to watch a film called mandy um it's a oh. 2018 film it's okay. directed by panos cosmatos and it stars nicholas cage mm -hmm. andrea risebor burrow mm -hmm. and linus roach who some of the people here might recognize as being one of the bad guys from chronicles of riddick but he is also Bruce Wayne's dad in Batman Begins. So he's the antagonist of this film. Well, film, okay. It's, um, Mandy's interesting. <laughs> Mandy is a movie that I I'm having a hard time quantifying how to explain it. Um, I think the best way you watch Mandy is either you're extremely inebriated or extremely high. It's a very visceral movie. Okay. It's a very um, colorful movie. Um, I can I can give you the plot of the movie in two sentences. Okay. Man sees wife. Man kills wife. Husband goes after man. Okay. I saw, right. that, I saw that so in the trailer. Revenge story. It is a revenge story. It's set in the 80s. Oh, it has some, it's like a rock <laughs> opera type of thing with some 80s metallic synth guitar. And, and the soundtrack is actually really good. I just have a hard time quantifying it. Mm. I 
enjoyed the movie, but I cannot recommend it to any of you guys. <laughs> it's a it's a very, 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 very specific movie that if you, that's not your style, you're going to say, why the hell did you even tell me to watch this thing? You know okay. what I'm saying? That's that's interesting, actually, because maybe maybe we could dive into this a little bit later. I um, I actually want to watch it with you guys, all of us, but in the same room, and yeah. I want to see your faces after the movie's done. Well, it's not me when I wanted to say, so when I told you guys you can't watch The Room Alone, you have to watch it with somebody else, or it's just depressing, you have to watch it with somebody to laugh at how bad it is. <laughs> this, is not, this is not, but you know what, it's not even that it's depressing, because there's a point where there's a chainsaw battle, Yeah. where a guy has a regular me. chainsaw, but the other guy has like a six-foot chainsaw. Yes, okay. I did see and that. If you guys and, could see me and ASAP's face right now. But, but, but no, it gets even better because well, you, don't, you don't get a really, really a lot of backstory for Nicolas Cage's character, right? Um, but there's a point where there's like these biker demon. It's unclear whether this Ghost movie writer? is. No, I, I can't explain I it. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. now it's because <laughs> I don't know if it's supernatural or not. It looks like even some the backstory of the of the the bikers is that they were part of this um, drug cartel and they were the ones that kind of delivered the drugs and stuff. Okay. But eventually, um, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they were given bad LSD, so they became monsters. But it's unclear whether they're actual monsters or just people that are on really bad LSD. Apparently, Rotten Tomatoes loves this movie. It's oh, 91%. Yeah. Exactly. It, I, that's what I'm saying. That's it's, what I... That's what, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a part where he's fighting, he's fighting one of these monsters, and he, he's been stabbed, he's been punched, he's, he, you know... And the thing that he... he Nicholas Cage yells at is, You ripped my shirt! You ripped my shirt! Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he forges this huge oh, axe yeah. that looks like something out of... God of um, War? No, not even God of Like Final Fantasy. Like Berserk. Like, like Berserk, yeah. It, it is... No, not even. It's like... These games have like swords that are bigger than the, than the main character and all that it kind of stuff. It is ginormous. It has... It has... It almost looks like it has a spine. It, it, it's a very... Elaborate axe that's right. extremely shiny, and I'm like, how in the world? How in the world did Nicolas Cage do this? Nicolas Cage is somewhere between adaptation Nicolas Cage mm -hmm. and Ghost Rider Two crazy face off Nicolas Cage, and there's a Nicolas Cage that's full on crazy but restrained. Restrained. I, I can't even explain how this movie is. It, it is just completely bonkers. Yeah, I just took a little quick picture peek at the act but that what, what i was going to say actually is and this we don't have to dive into this book but it, it's just curious that you should say that because a few days ago i saw um a wisecrack youtube video mm -hmm. wisecrack youtube channel about nicholas cage's acting is it deep or is it dumb and i was thinking the same thing and they showed some clips from this movie mandy in that trailer and uh, i i mean i don't know if i have the answer to whether i think his <laughs> acting is deep or dumb but like Listen, if you I, watch the video, it's interesting, though, because they talk about how, like, he deliberately doesn't do, like, naturalistic acting. He doesn't do um, method acting. I think he he's, he's one of the best actors out there because he can he can give you, you know, um, those serious Oscar-winning movies. Hasn't done that in a while. <laughs> right. And, uh, but, but he has that ability to do it. 
and then two seconds later, he can completely be off the reservation. Yeah, he, you know, he's 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 meme baked basically with the faces. Oh my that gosh! He but it, <laughs> I, so, like I said, I, I saw this movie. I, I kind of enjoyed it, but it, it's definitely, definitely, definitely not for everybody. I can't, in good conscience, tell everybody go watch it because I don't know what your proclivity is toward these type of movies. Yeah. But like I said, this is like a a, a drug fueled movie it's a crazy thing crazy <laughs> the end of the movie makes no sense whatsoever i still don't know what the end of the movie means let's put it that way i might have to check it out just so, to see what that's about all so right. that's so that's my geek out of the week man the week man geek out of the week all right what about you elias what you so previously um previously me metatron and walt mm-hmm. have watched the movie alita actually uh, it was yesterday yep and, you know, I didn't really expect much out of that movie. I thought it was going to be one of those movies where it's like, hey, it's it's okay. I like that movie. And Same here. Yeah. And, you know, it really exceeded my expectations. Like, whoa, this movie was great, especially the fight scenes. And I'm sure Met- Meta can agree up with that. I do. The bar scene fight with um, some of the characters there. It was funny at the same time, because uh, she basically roasted uh, one of the characters in the movie. Mm-hmm. She was like joking around with him and like making fun of him while she was beating him, or did she actually physically like set him on fire? Um, <laughs> well, there there are instances where people get set on fire. In this, in this yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, and really that that movie was just great. Although I felt it ended too early. Ah, uh, yes. I want. It's one of those movies where you like, you're watching it, you're watching it, you're watching it, and you get so invested in the story that when it stops, it's like, wait, shouldn't there be more? This can't be where it ends. Well, there's definitely yeah. a sequel bait basically going on, I would imagine. Well, we're, we're hoping that it is because, um, so just the backstory on Alita. Alita is a, a 1990s manga. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an anime out there. It's it's um, just two two episodes of an anime. It's what what they call OVAs, yeah. the original video adaptations mm-hmm. and stuff. So back in the days, they didn't do full series. What they did was they did very little, quick snippets of, of anime just to see if there was interest and stuff. Some um, of them anyway, yeah. Yeah. So so the problem with the the anime is there was a lot of problems with the anime. The anime, first of all. Um, was done before the actual manga was even written and finished, that's, so that's so they kind of yeah so they had to cut it off. Secondly, um, the actress that played Alita, when she was doing her lines, she had like a hundred and three fever and frequently passed out while recording the actual OVA show movie, whatever you want to call it, right? Okay. So, but. Um, the, the way this this thing came to the movies, James Cameron was actually um, recommended this by Guillermo del Toro mm. back in the 2000s. And he was so fascinated by it that he actually went to Japan to talk to the creator and said, listen, you got to make this movie. Okay. The creator ended up giving all rights over to James Cameron, including manga rights, anime rights, movie rights. He gave him the full bill. So he, back then, obviously, the technology wasn't there. Um, he eventually wanted to do this. He wrote a 186-page script with about 600 pages worth of notes, mm-hmm. but never got around to it. 
And so Robert Rodriguez came okay. up to him and said, hey, what's going on with Alita? And he said, well, I can't do it now because I'm doing the Avatar sequels. Why don't you take it? So $170 million later, this movie exists. The, the thing that scares me is that... Money? Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, the box office looks like it's probably going to peak at $30 million this, on this weekend. weekend. Yeah, that's not good at all for $170 million on just the movie production alone. Exactly, and usually when you do 170 you have to put half of that to marketing. So, you know, it, it's you're looking at, to come even, you're probably looking at maybe 250 that it has to make just to come even. Um, and, you know, I hope that anime fans come out in force because it is a worth a worthy movie to watch and because if it does if it doesn't happen then we're not going to see that sequel and i'm i really want to do see that sequel that sequel does it they set it up that first movie was short on plot not not too heavy but the action was fantastic although although it ended early i don't feel like it should have two two movies because it's like one of those movies where you feel just that movie was enough. Well, but you know they still right. have the, they, they still, still have, have the, they still have the rest of the. She has to she has to take care of Nova. Nova. Right. So you know there's a character in it, Nova, and we're not going to spoil it because yeah. it just came out. But it it does end where there are some unresolved threads to this. So um, you know, it, I'm just hoping that they do do a sequel. Because, we'll yeah, because I mean, I just looked it up on Google really quickly, and one of the first top stories in the news is Alita Battle Angel leads disappointing President's Day weekend box office. That's not really something that reflects on it too well. Um, the comment that I will make is I would probably say that, like, it's to spend $170 million on this movie probably wasn't smart because it's not a super well known property. So it was it was like taking that that risk with Avatar, even though Avatar was a super well known property. They spent a lot of money on that, and uh, M Night Shyamalan apparently totally ruined that movie. I wasn't interested in even watching it. Oh, that, that was my last Airbender. Yes, that was the last Airbender. Avatar, not, obviously that movie made a, a, a butt ton of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last Airbender, I have to make that distinction. But um, yeah, that was crap. What it kind of sounds like yeah. is it kind of sounds like this movie suffers from the same thing. But you know what? One hundred seventy million, but it does it does show up on screen. Because, no, yeah, I get because that. the technology and the way it looks is fantastic. It Yo, really, really is. The graphics. Not well-known property. That's a, that's kind of what I'm, I'm getting. Well, at. I, was, I I think they were kind of hoping that this thing was gonna gonna go into a franchise type of thing where you're making not just one movie but multiple movies, especially the way they set it up. Mm. And this has been really a passion project for James Cameron. So, um, but you know, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see how how this thing works out. I mean, this may do a lot. Overseas, it's so, true. It's probably, maybe it's not out overseas yet, or something like that. So um, it came out last week on overseas, but I don't think it's hit the big markets. So it's it's done about like thirty five million overseas the last time I checked, and that wasn't included in this weekend. So maybe um, maybe that figure jumps. I guess we'll see what actually ends up happening in the in the final analysis. Yeah. All right, so Alita Battle Angel sounded like a pretty interesting movie to check out. I do want to check it out. We'll see um, when I check it out over the next couple of weeks because it does look like a pretty cool movie for 3D and all of that. Yeah, I um, think that's the best way to watch it. But if anything, we'll see if more people are thinking the same way that I do. All right, so getting into my geek out to close out the geek outs for the week. Uh, I, as as often I am, uh, was a little far behind on my geek out. 
and I'm doing my best to catch up to all of these different properties. But, but, and not just not just the property that I'm going to mention. There's a lot of geek outs or, or a lot of uh, pop culture over the last couple of months that I need to check out. But uh, my geek out is The Punisher season one, and. Woo! Yeah, I know everybody's kind of looking at me like, yeah, yeah, old news, dude. Great. About nobody, time. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Um, but now, after having seen it, I can not only understand why Marvel and Netflix was so they were they were so kind of um, excited to create the Punisher series since that wasn't originally included in the the Netflix Marvel shows. It was the other four, right? Uh, obviously, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and the Defenders being the 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 culmination of all that. Um, and oh, I just want, want to mention this also before I get into the, to the geek out aspect of it. I can see a possibility, and we don't have to get too far into the weeds on this one, but I can see a possibility of Netflix actually keeping the show. Because isn't it funny that they haven't canceled this one after the first couple of days like I have the other? They have the others? Well, it's not canceled yet. No, no, it, it hasn't. Sure. But usually with the other ones, they, they waited a little bit. Oh, really? You know, I, I, think, I remember uh, seeing it like within the week. The last few shows with with Daredevil, but with Luke Cage and with um, Iron Fist. Oh, because they're not coming out with any new. Right, right exactly. New. So, so and but you're you're to your point. I think you're absolutely right because they, they weren't might. included in that original contract that they did. That's so, a good reason. This might be a separate thing, and this is might might be something that they keep. And and I was going to say again before I don't want to get too far into this. We could maybe talk about this later if you guys are interested, but. The other thing about it is is that if if you really think about it, it's because of that standalone nature. They don't have to flesh out any other characters. They don't have to build up to another show. Some people say that focusing on the hand a little too much was just like something that kind of ruined the Marvel and Netflix shows, that being the big bad. I'm not saying that's my opinion. Some some people said that was one of the biggest weaknesses of the show. If you look online, you look especially, at various reviews and stuff yeah, like especially that. Especially Defenders. Yeah, because Defenders, like th that culmination for the hand and that was made no sense. awful. Yeah, awful. Made defenders no sense. for me so far is the worst show. Worse than Iron Fist. I, I hated the Defenders. I agree. That's, yeah. again, that's going into a completely other territory. So what I like about The Punisher is, first of all, like, I've been thinking this ever since I started watching him on The Walking Dead. John Bernthal, I know he's been in movies, but he has, like, leading man potential in movies. He's a great 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 actor so is the guy who plays Lieberman they play really well off of each other uh, Lieberman and Frank Castle um, yeah in the first season I'm flashing towards season two I'm like what micro was his was his code name on mm -hmm. that. they have really good interplay um, they're both really good actors um, okay. I mean I think so I no think no so. no no I, I agree I just Again, I'm I'm stuck on on a different place than you are, but you know, in comparison to this other season, that's way ahead of where you are. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, like, yeah. the, the acting is good. sorry about that. Um, the action is good. The pacing is good. Some of the bad guys are predictable. Like I said, like some of the people that's like, oh, this is gonna be the bad guy. I will say that one particular character that ends up being revealed as a bad guy was not a surprise because they spent the first half of the season being like, oh, he's a stand-up guy. He's the best guy you'll ever meet. Oh, come on. He's my best friend. I totally trust this guy. And it's like, yeah, you're totally going to be the bad guy, dude. There's no way that they're hyping you up so much to be the good, bot, good guy unless you're going to be the bad guy. So that was obvious. And it does kind of play with the formula, like the standard Marvel Netflix formula a little bit, all the crooked cops and all the people that are supposed to be your friend kind of switching allegiances. But even with that, like, it's just, it's, 
in terms of, of, of pretty much everything, some of the scenes of dialogue between the characters, it stands far and above most of the other next week shows, deep except show. for Daredevil. Except for Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. Daredevil comes close. So let, let me ask you a question, because you're you're going through the Marvel Netflix universe now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of, one of the criticisms of the Netflix shows is that they should be shorter, and that usually toward the middle of the, the season, yeah. you have those, those filler episodes, and they're really... They really slow everything yes, down. Yeah. Did you feel the same way with Punisher? Not as much. Because I didn't either. Not as much. But the know? reason why is because there's a lot going on in the Punisher. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on in the other Marvel Netflix shows, but you have the Punisher, you have Billy Russo, you have all the stuff with Micro, you have his wife, you have all the, the conspiracy stuff and all the other people that are above them kind of like pulling the strings. You have Badani, the CIA lady. You have the... The veteran who's like out of his mind and like he was a really good character. Yeah, he's he that that guy too needs to be in movies also. Yeah. That guy's got like a, he's very compelling. That guy who like is like the, the PTSD soldier basically. Mm-hmm. Lewis, I think is his name. If I'm not mistaken, yes. I know you guys haven't seen it in a while, but he's very good. So the show, while it does have a little bit of that weight in the middle compared to the other shows, it finds enough for the characters to do to make that middle portion stronger than some of the other Marvel Netflix shows, especially when you look like a Luke Cage where like, who the heck knows why they killed Maharshala Ali's character midway through the first season. Have you seen the second season yet? Remember, okay. I'm doing it in order, so this okay. is coming after. It you know, comes gotcha. after the Punisher. All gotcha. uh, I think that's next, but I don't remember actually. But whatever's next, I'll be on it soon. I'm I actually like season two of Luke Cage. Yeah, I heard it was so, better. I heard, yeah. well, no, not that it was better, but it was still pretty good. And, and I think season two was better and, than and the antagonist from the main character. Oh, he, oh, yeah. he is fantastic. Yeah, I remember that they had a much better villain than Diamondback in the first Absolutely. season. Mister, I'm going to overact every single sentence and scene that I have in this in this show. Um, but yeah, so Punisher. Like I said, I don't want to get way way too into this. But I'm really enjoying it so far. I haven't quite finished it yet, so there's like a final opinion for me to give once the season is over. But so far, it is probably the best season, at least to this point. Ooh, you're in for a treat for that. Last, at least to this point, right? Last, uh, last, last, last episode, right? <laughs> like the Punisher, he's like, in for a treat, right? Like I said, at yes. least to this point, it's the best eight episodes or so. I think of of any of the seasons of Marvel Netflix shows so far. And that includes Daredevil Season 3, which is probably just barely number two on the list. But that's that's our geek outs for the week, guys. Go. Go, go, go. All right, so this is a little <laughs> bit of the news for this week. Uh, some news related to the Grammys. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, the big news from the Grammys, at least from our perspective, is Challenge Gambino making history um, by winning the, the Grammy, the first uh, rap album, if I'm not mistaken, to win an album of the year and the Grammys in, in its history. Um, and I'm a big fan of the album. No? <laughs> Soldier Boy had the biggest comeback in 2018. Soldier Boy had the biggest comeback in 2018. Soldier Consoles. Soldier Phones. Soldier so he wasn't Watch. even there. Soldier Pods. He wasn't even there. Donald Glover, yeah, I know that a few of them weren't even there, yeah. right? They, they, they just decided not to show up. There was this whole thing. I didn't see it, but I heard that Drake didn't want to show up, and then they asked him to show up. And Drake! Show up, and show up, basically. <laughs> Drake! And then, and then he get on stage, basically, say, like, all oh, these awards don't matter. Hey, these awards don't matter. And then they cut him off. And they cut him off. They cut him off. And it wasn't, even, it wasn't even a musical cutoff. It was a go-to-commercial cutoff. Yeah, that, that yeah. I heard. That was, <laughs> that was kind of messed up. But yeah, Charles Gambino wasn't there. But with Drake, Drake was was trying to make a point, and I think his point was valid. He was what he was saying was that the Grammys don't matter. Yeah. He was trying to say that as an artist, right? Yeah. 
what matters is the fans, the audience. That right, this not is the just a, right, the exactly. But I think they took it the wrong way. They said, "Okay, let's get them out. Let's get them out." Big Draco made Drake. want their their big accolades to be super important. Yeah, exactly. Big Draco made Drake. I don't really. Name. I mean, personally, personal admission. I don't really watch the Grammys. I don't really watch the Oscars. I don't watch the Emmys. I don't really care about any of that stuff. Nah. To be honest with you, yeah. because Me neither. Yeah, that doesn't dictate what stuff I like from the exactly. Year. We like what we like, right? You know, and and we said Charles Gambino. That's right. Exactly. Charles Gambino is good. I like him. I really like Donald Glover. I think Atlanta is a great show. Um, but you really think but that this year, though, I don't know. That's I don't know. That's, 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 a little, that's a little far-reaching, right? There's a lot of different reasons behind it. The we don't have to get that into one. that. That's it's like a lot of it's political, in my opinion, and that's okay to a certain extent. But like, just just getting back to the point, he you know he won for Song of the Year and Record of the Year for This Is America, um, this which is, is a really good song. It's a really good video. It's a really good video. But again, it's very political. So like, that's kind of like the climate going on right now. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Um, and you know he has some other good songs on the album. That other good video feels like summer. I don't know if you guys saw that video. Um, it's really cool, actually. If you like, if you're into hip hop, like especially some more current hip hop, because the whole video is animated with a lot of different hip hop artists in it. And there's like these little like scenes. Like it's it's basically Donald Glover like walking through um, walking through his town, and like all these like Soldier Boys, one of the rap- rappers in it, like Drake's in it, Will Smith is in it, like tons of different rappers, and they have like these little scenarios. I guess you're kind of have supposed to have deeper meaning, right? You all right, there, Balrog? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> little scenarios in the video that play out. Um, they have some of the newer rappers. Like, what did I say, man? It's a good video. That is a funny thing. But no, it's it's really good. There's a part with Drake even where like <laughs> there we go again. Where Drake, yes, Drake. Drake. There's a part with Drake. Triggered. Triggered. I but you know, I, I don't have to get into, into the details. The dude the that lost his kid to the world, but the world wanna have his kid. <laughs> but the, the video is entertaining. Oh man. The video is entertaining. Soldier Boy had the biggest comeback of 2018. Oh, it's entertaining. The Grammy suck. Soldier Boy had the biggest comeback in 2018 with the Soldier. What is it? Okay, yeah, actually, what's the name of that console? The Soldier console. The Soldier console. <laughs> I guess this deserves a mention, really, yes. real quick. Put it out about music, just for the people who don't know. For those of you that don't know, for those of you that don't know, Soldier Boy, the biggest comeback of 2018 is, <laughs> is predicated a little bit on the back of his entrepreneurial spirit, let's say. Uh. Well, he's the first rapper to ever do it, and the yeah. last one. <laughs> he probably will be the last one to do it this particular way because what he does is, I think he has like a, he has a game console, right? I think he has like a cheap cell phone. He has like a. It's called like, the Soldier Phone. Yeah, right. <laughs> he basically repurposed this Japanese like video game emulator, and not even a good one, which is the sad part. Like this, that's the system. That's like a hundred. <laughs> well, you have the soldier console, I'm sure. Okay, this is the first time I'm hearing Probably about waiting it, to hand people that for Christmas. Soldier, <laughs> soldier yes. consoles yes. everywhere. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Like, don't forget about, <laughs> no, but don't forget about the soldier pods. The soldier pods. And, 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 this, and the soldier pods, right? Yeah. Soldier pods. Soldier, soldier pods. <laughs> so here we go. Soldier you pods. See, you see Loki just gave me? like, yo. Don't you wreck so, that soldier with that, that soldier boy stuff. And the soldier watch. Don't forget about that. Which is a, a soldier watch. And, yeah, a, it's a soldier watch. No soldier pad? <laughs> Not that I know of. It's okay. You know what? I'll, I'll say this with kid gloves. Soldier he pod. repurposed 
a not-so-great Japanese emulator console, rebranded it with his logos. He doesn't even have a logo. And, <laughs> <laughs> and revalued it at... I think $450 more than the $150 oh console gosh. that he rebranded. Wow. Did anybody buy this stuff? Yes, he made $250,000 off of the console. A lot of people bought it. A lot of people bought it. <laughs> and made almost half a million overall of all the soldier products. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're all rebranded. Products. I'm, I'm gonna rebrand this piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm gonna rebrand this Walt Apple product. Paper. This Apple <laughs> MacBook Pro. It's kind of like what they do in the movies when they take like the Apple logo yeah, and then they, they turn it into an orange or something like yeah. that. <laughs> to a banana. <laughs> or to a banana. No, in, in GTA, what is it? iFruit? Right? Yeah. 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 Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. Right? yeah. 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 So, you know? It's, it's kind of like that. But <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Moving on. We are way off topic. By now. the way, Charles Gambino made history at the Grammys, guys. <laughs> but it's not as important. But it's not. Yeah, it's not the biggest 2018 comeback. <laughs> so it doesn't quite matter as much. But yeah, that's a little bit of news from fashion, or excuse me, from music in the Grammys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So, in more serious news, mm-hmm. Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles—they're teaming up. Someone who also does a buttload of rebranding. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It is a film between film, film collaboration between DC Entertainment and Nickelodeon, and it's based on the 2015 Batman Turtles crop, crop, crossover comic. Um, and it's coming out. It's going to release. It's not going to the movie theaters, but it's going to 4K, Blu-ray, digital, iTunes, and it's going to show up pretty soon, late spring. So, um, what do you guys think? I mean, I mean. Batman and the Turtles, right? That's right really, in heaven. I don't really know much about the comic book run. Um, I did love Batman. I did love the Ninja Turtles growing up. They, if you think about it, they're not exactly the same type of heroes, but they have some similarities, right? They're kind of like underground, fighting crime at night kind of guys. Um, similarities probably aren't that numerous, but at the same time, I can see how they would kind of exist in the same universe. Maybe have before. them fight the Shredder or something. Yeah, Alfred yeah. and Splinter are the same type of guy. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Batman, Batman and Shredder, maybe they train for the, in the same yeah. dojos or something like that. I don't know, like the Foot Clan, like yeah, be in it. the Foot Clan. The no, the Foot Clan collaborates with the Court of Owls. Boom. But yeah, no. that could be well. I don't think that was uh, a story, but it name? could be a story. Right? The uh, the one know. with uh, Razor Al Ghul. The Court of Owls. That would be Court good. Of owls. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how this would work. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, is Ninja Turtles friends with Killer Croc? Do they hang out in the same places? I mean, you know, I don't know about that. Killer Croc is a little not R-rated, but let's just say he's uh, gory. Yeah, yeah. A more so. Yeah, little Clayface action going on. I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure this one out. You know. But uh, there's going to be a lot of characters apparently for Batman's Rogue Gallery in this one. The Joker's going to be in it. Oh boy! Um, Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, um, the Penguin, Mister Freeze. Uh, it looks like really what it's going to be about is well, here's here's the 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 sort of synopsis by Sci-Fi.com. The film is a collaboration between DC Entertainment and Nickelodeon based on the 2015, as as Walt mentioned, Batman Turtles crossover comic. 
by James Tiny on the fourth and Freddie Williams the second. We will see the heroes meet up via. Here we go. This has got to be the reasoning, right? Via a trans-dimensional encounter, so it's like okay. it's like uh, Into the Spider Verse or something like that, and end up fighting various villains from Batman's Rogue Gallery. Uh, it's coming out only, like you said, on 4K, Blu-ray, and digital in late spring. I mean, it includes all those characters. In a way, if they could do the comic book, then there's a chance they could do the movie. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, depends. Is it live action? No, no, it's a cartoon. Okay, it's, a cartoon. it's a cartoon. If it was live action, that would be silly. Yeah. I would be interested in it, to be honest with you. I haven't seen Ninja Turtles in live action since the original Go Ninja Go Ninja Go movies. So oh, you haven't seen the uh, the Michael Bay ones? I haven't uh, seen uh, Michael Bay came out with a Ninja Turtle? Oh, that's right, he there's did. There's two of them. That's right, he did. There's yeah, two I've been of them. so disinterested in, in seeing the Ninja Turtles in live action. They have that. Bebop and Rocksteady in, in the, I think, the second one, right? Oh, they actually have them in this one? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. I, I would like to see Leonardo fight, fight Deathstroke. Mm. Yeah, they're good sword versus sword. There could be some good yeah, crossover yeah. fights, but it doesn't look like that's where they're going. Mm. So there's potential, but I mean, I don't know what the story is. Mm. Yeah, it's a, uh, I haven't seen the story either, so I wouldn't know. Like if it can't be as crazy as Batman Ninja. No. 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 So, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I, Did no. you see Batman Ninja? I, I have not. No. Oh my god. How come nobody's... It was no, it's Ninja Batman? It, he's, no, it's well, Batman Ninja. It's okay. Batman Ninja, but he does don the samurai uniform. Oh, okay. So he's a, then there are other... There are ninjas guys. involved. Don't get us wrong. Yeah, they're ninjas. Oh, and sure. There's always ninjas involved in Batman to some extent. There's... No, but like legit ninjas. <laughs> legit ninjas and legit samurais. Yeah, like the Joker is a, a warlord. Hmm. So like, Shogun. Like a, Shogun. Yeah, Shogun. Yeah. And then uh, there's some some strangeness with bats and Okay, no, 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 no. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. You're going spoil it. too far and here, Castles and, you know, and stuff. And there's too much going on there. I have to check it out. But yeah, I think you do. I don't know. Unless anybody else has anything to add. It seems like this is kind of like one of those things where nobody's really rushing to check out. Batman and the Ninja Turtles in a new animated movie. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Not super excited about it, but I don't know. I guess we'll see how this turns out when it comes out in the spring. In other DC news, uh, they're coming off with an Aquaman spinoff. Probably not the first thing that's ever been on our minds, but given the new movie, I can see why they want to do it. <laughs> the Trench. Yes. The, the the creepy uh, like fish monster looking thing or like yep they're getting yeah, their own movie kind of like fish monster looking things I don't know what they would what I would call them they kind of look like like really really extra creepy demogorgons with like wings and spikes or something yeah, like that I don't know and things like that creature like, from the black lagoon yeah that too I mean I it's it's that. hard to kind of pin down what exactly this thing looks like looks like but we were all a fan of Aquaman pretty much around this table yeah. Um, some of us have enjoyed James Bond's horror movies. Hey, right? Hey, horror the fan. only horror fan here. The only problem that I see with this movie is the trench are relatively new. They're relatively new to the DC arena. They featured in the New Fifty Two, which is somewhat recent. It's not as recent as Rebirth, which came after New Fifty Two, but eight years ago. Ah, uh, eight years ago. Yeah. I mean, but even then, like, the trench, you don't, I mean, there probably is a lot more going on in the Aquaman comics, but 
before Aquaman and even now I haven't really picked up an Aquaman comic book. <laughs> yeah, me neither. So it'll be new territory, but my my only reservation is what if it's not enough territory to make a movie on? Yeah. That's my only concern with it. Yeah, I can understand that. But you could make the argument maybe that because it's a relatively new property or relatively new like, you know, character in the comics, relative to the new story, that they can they can flesh it out here in this movie. They can give it a lot more store backstory and add a lot more backstory to it. And since it's probably going to be kind of horror tinged, that's what it seems like. Um, it, it, there maybe like will will be a different way of approaching the backstory because of that too. Because you could create a main character that isn't even involved in the trench, right? And somehow has to go there and then like explores the mythology of the trench, and that's how you expand a little bit more. But I mean, I don't know. I think it could be interesting because um, that was one of the was one of the more fun scenes in the movie. It was definitely an interesting. Oh, scene. Yeah. yeah, it was a really cool scene when he dove under the water, right? And very uh, like, the they were all over the place. Yeah, there were like and hundreds then the or thousands of them basically oh, around. So that was a cool scene. Does a yeah, cool scene translate into a cool movie? I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Elias? Like you had a, an opinion about it? Um, I don't really know how you can, like uh, you guys said, I don't really know how you can make. Trench. I mean, sure, it was an interesting scene with the trench monsters, but I mean, like, like you said, who's the main character? Yeah, we don't know who that's going to be. Well, if if we look at the comics um, as a as a guide, um, there there is a storyline in the Justice League comics, and I'm I'm looking at this straight from Wikipedia because again, I'm not. I can't say that I know too much about the Aquaman comics, mm -hmm. but there is a storyline called Throne of Atlantis, and in that one, the Trench actually oh, attacks reading that one. The, the Atlanteans, the human sur surface dwellers, and the Justice League, because Volko, right, the mm -hmm. guy who was played by um, William Defoe, mm -hmm. He uses um, this thing called the Dead King Scepter, and I think they showed they may have showed that in the movie. Or was that, that was the trident. Oh, no, that was the trident. Okay, mm -hmm. so it wasn't even that. There's another mystical thing out there, and this was a way for Volko to force Aquaman to take on the mantle of King of Atlantis. Okay, so yeah, I remember that now. I don't know how that would play out in this one because did we see? Aquaman ascend to the throne in Aquaman the movie. Yeah, he's a yeah, practically he's the king. He, mm -hmm. he yeah, no, they present him, right? you know, hail, hail your king. Basically. Oh, that's that's you know, true. So I ever heard uh, Mira says that the other movie. So he so, is the king already. There's so you no can't really, so you can't really adapt this storyline because maybe you could have done it if he had said, well, you know, at the end of the movie, maybe I still want to kind of hang out with the humans and stuff like that. You guys can take care of yourselves. Um, I'm not sure how they would adapt this thing. And to I your mean, point, I think it, it's a cool scene in the movie, but does that justify a two-hour movie? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll end up being something kind of like, um, oh, man, I, I'm blanking on that movie. The, the movie that started out as the Halo movie. I love the movie, but it's, it's slipping my brain now. Uh, by, by Neil District Blanc, 9. District 9, yeah. Maybe it'll be something like that where they'll just take like a little aspect of this and then well, they'll flesh out. Maybe, maybe we'll maybe the trench creatures aren't so bad. Maybe we'll, we'll see a protagonist from the trench instead I of them being the bad guys. I will say this: James Wan does have a habit of doing this because if you look at the Conjuring, the Conjuring franchise, mm -hmm. what came out of it? The Nun. Yeah, 
You always spin stuff off like that. Right. Basically. And you also have um out of I out still of, need to see that movie. The Nun. Yeah. yeah. That was the a nun. good movie. And then I'm you had um the doll stars watching Annabelle. 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 Annabelle was another thing. I've seen that concept, concept, but I haven't seen the nun. So also. these are things that he's kind of spun out of his main properties and, and stuff. And they've been big too, right? Exactly. So I, mean, I don't know about Annabelle, but I know that that the other one was it got a second movie, I think, if I remember big, correctly. You know? There was Annabelle, yeah. then there was another one, Annabelle Creation. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there are a few. And then there's there's another character in the Conjuring universe which they they've been kind of speculating the the twisted man. Oh, uh, the crooked man. The crooked man. The crooked man. Right? Oh. So there are there are instances that James Wan, who did Aquaman, has been able to pull out. So maybe he does the same thing with the trench. Who knows? He's good at building that kind of stuff, I guess. I yeah. guess as like a closing comment, I don't know how how horror uh esque this would be, but the only thing that I could possibly see for a trench movie is have the movie for the whole time be from the perspective of the trench. And it'd be like a first person kind of thing. Totally observing it. Yeah. From their viewpoint. And you know, you get to see how they live. Where do they live? What's their hierarchy? Is there a hierarchy? Trench people, whatever they're called. They're called the trench. You're called the trench. Yeah, they were formerly <laughs> built. That, there you go. They were formerly Atlanteans, you, but they were the commoners. That's what it right, was. Right, exactly. And unlike the one percent, um, they were transformed. Maybe, maybe they were consumed by the oceans. They well, maybe that's the maybe the origin story. There maybe that's the official statement. True. Well, but what if it's not? That's, and that's then we would it. see that through the eyes of the actual people. The trench who right. live this day to day life. Even like no, but ASAP brings up a good point because if you think about it, that gives you an opportunity to create like an origin. Like how did they end up becoming the trench in the trench? How yeah. did they end out of these common kind of Atlanteans? You know, end up being banished there. Was it really deserved? Probably not. They can make it sympathetic, they can make it interesting, and then they can make the trench characters, you know, even more interesting like an Aquaman too, they could have like a bigger role to play because maybe maybe they're not bad guys. I don't know. It could work. I really have no idea, but I guess we'll see what they end up doing with some of these spinoffs. It's the only one that's been semi-announced, I should say. We could see, or definitely discuss in the future if there's any other ideas for like what other spinoffs they could come up with. I guess we'll see what happens with that. Now on to some bloodier stuff. Uh, there's going to be a new uh, YouTube series, I believe. It's going to be called The Science of Mortal Kombat. And basically what they're going to do here is they're going to take a tour of all the fatalities and x-rays and lethal blows that have ever been in Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. And they're going to go behind this. They're going to do they're going to explain the science behind it. You know, they're going to one of the things I read on this article from the Nerdist, they're going to have like a body bag kind of thing set up and it's going to have fake organs, fake blood, Mm -hmm. fake bones. And what the what this MMA fighter and this WWE champion is going to do is they're going to reenact these moves and they're going to analyze the fatalities as they're performing them. Oh, that's sick! That actually does sound pretty cool, that's especially sick. when you consider like in the game. Uh, they, we were mentioning this because there's a show that Walt and I are reminded of called Human Weapon, mm-hmm. uh, where those two martial show. artists went around the world, tried different martial arts, right, and then they would challenge the master of that martial art. But like when getting back to the fatality portion of it, there were scenes in that show where they would show different moves from different martial arts 
and their impact, and they would show like the X-ray of like I don't know, a punch connecting or an elbow connecting, and like a guy's jaw breaking, just like in Mortal Kombat when they do all the different fatalities, and you see like blood and guts and bones breaking and necks snapping. It wasn't that gory, obviously, because these moves were not like oh, there's gonna be gore in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. gonna be gore. It's gonna be interesting though. Like if they're gonna basically what like make these like bags of blood explode with their fatalities. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. It looks pretty cool. The only thing I'm gonna, I think they're gonna have trouble doing is some of Melina's fatalities. That's a lot of chompy, chompy, bitey, bitey. Yeah, eating people. Yeah. And what was the fatality we saw? Or last even Devorah's fatality. No. <laughs> so, I mean, they can replicate that with acid the, chemistry. The one with the cabal. Yeah, where it like, goes flying, running like a million miles an hour, yeah, and it's gonna be hard guy. to recreate. <laughs> I guess you can't. I do think they're day. gonna do for like the more practical ones, like uh, Scorpion Spear Attack. Over here. Yep, basically. I have another important question is I mean, how many episodes of this show can you actually have, considering that there's only a limited amount of fatalities in Mortal Kombat? Granted, we're getting up to Mortal Kombat eleven, so there's a lot of fatalities they can cover, but there's a lot of them probably that they can't even do because, well, as we mentioned, it's physically impossible to eat people. Some maybe, of they, them maybe they will do it. Hot. I don't know, maybe they'll have a dog eating contest. Maybe they'll create like a giant L edible like figure. And they'll try to eat it. Like, wasn't that wasn't there, sick? But okay. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> not terrible. Wasn't there at some point in the Mortal Kombat universe um, fatalities that weren't fatalities? Fatalities. Yeah. Right. Um, friendship. Friendship fatalities, mm -hmm. where basically you, like you give them gifts. You never, you never saw those. Yeah, it's some of the really? early Mortal Kombat games in the wow. series. What about the soldier fatalities? The, the animalities. What about the soldier fatalities? <laughs> no. <laughs> What, the Soldier Boy console? The best comeback of 2018? <laughs> <Right>. Soldier combat. <laughs> the, the, or the best, the best fatality of 2018. That's basically what that is. Yeah, he's going to rip off Mortal Kombat fatality. <laughs> Watch that. Or maybe maybe he should be the last character in Mortal Kombat 11. No, instead, of, instead of Shaggy, he <laughs> has Soldier Boy. Oh, instead of Ultra Instinct Shaggy, you could have uh, Soldier Boy. And he'll do plenty of fatalities. Just you wait! Wait! <laughs> 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 anyway, I mean, I don't know. I'm just still curious to see the show because I like, I really like oh. shows like this that delve into like different aspects of combat, whether it's fake combat or not. I like shows that like combat show is these combat. Kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just interesting to like check it out. I think, yeah, so I would definitely check it out. I don't know. Any other thoughts, guys? Who else wants to see this Mortal Kombat show? What are you flashing to us over here? The Bay Balladies. Yeah, yeah. So Mortal, Mortal Kombat Two, I believe. I think it was no two or three. Back, yeah. So briefly, yeah, like babalities, you yeah, turn them into babies. It's pretty self-explanatory. Animalities, same thing. You turn them into animals. Friendship, they would do something like really nice, like give them a gift, like instead of killing them. Like seriously, that's one of the things that they would do. Uh, I think that's it. I think those are all the different ones. Yeah. Those are all the different types that they would have. Is that a friendship? No, this is the animality. Animality. See if you can find a friendship real quick, so they can see what I'm talking friendship about. Friendship. No, I think it was just called friendship. I remember, if I remember correctly. Yeah, like like instead of fatality or animality to babality, it was just remember, Mortal Kombat. Friendship. I remember the babalities. I remember and the animalities. <laughs> I don't remember friendships. Let me see if I can find it. Well, here it is. I got it here. Who would do a friendship? Oh, yeah. Everybody rip someone's skull off. Friendship. Yeah. Like, <laughs> see, he gave him a sign. Like, Johnny Cage gave him a signed, signed <laughs> photograph of himself. Instead of killing him. For those of us listening to this, they're going to have to Google it to yeah. find out. Yeah. They're going to have to check that out. Dances. <laughs> Dances. That's the friend. You see the big colorful balloons to signify the, the, the budding friendship. It's like stepbrothers when they're like kicking the crap out of each other. But then they decide, see, it's Scorpion with a rainbow. 
generates a rainbow. No, but going back to this, the science of Mortal Kombat, <laughs> it sounds like something I really want to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks I for bringing this up, Metatron. This is something that sounds like it's worth watching for sure. Yeah, where is this being released again? Do we, do we I'm know? pretty sure it's where and when. It's on YouTube? I think it's on YouTube. That's even better. That makes it a lot easier to, to check out. And I have CM YouTube Red, too. <clears throat> I have YouTube Red, too. Yeah. So maybe it's on YouTube Red. It's either on Nerdist or Because Science's YouTube channel. Okay, and details. Here we go. Some details. This new show will debut on February 18th. Uh, so that's actually wow. two days from now. Two, two days, days from, from now. now. Yes. Whoa. Maybe a day from now, soon. depending on when we post this stuff. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. Basically, yeah, it's coming out on February 18th, guys, so you should check it out. And just to wrap up Mortal Kombat news, I, I've been doing this for you guys, so of course I'm going to do it now. Recently, uh... Revenant Jade has been announced for Mortal Kombat 11. Nice. New character. A little bit of an announcement for Mortal Kombat 11. What other gaming announcements do we have in the pipeline? So, for Fortnite, a new update came out that was originally delayed. Mm -hmm. um, update 7.40, I believe. 7.40. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, 7.40. Uh, it had, um, I believe, because I, I did play Fortnite today. Mm -hmm. um, overtime challenges, which uh, basically give you the season eight battle pass for free. Okay. You cannot gifting is back, so you can gift your friends like whatever, whatever, like cool new gliders, skins, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. All the new stuff that they're adding to the game. Yeah, and for the Valentine's Day, um, for Valentine's Day, uh, a new glider came out called Heartsman. Where you can gift it for zero V bucks. You don't have to buy it for anybody. It's free. That's nice. A little yeah. bit of charity for the entire community. It's like, hey, I love you. Here's a glider. Yeah. Take it. Take it, please. Cool new weapons mm -hmm. like uh, the the infantry rifle. Um, some of the two, not new weapons, but they're unvaulted. Um, I believe one of them was the crossbow, which. Which was um, in the game mode today, uh, Love Shot. Mm -hmm. uh, it basically was um, with uh, I forgot. It's the dark, dark Love Ranger, dark Love Ranger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's basically the the um, that's basically up basically the update, and it came out today. Alright, sounds pretty cool. So we got a little bit of Fortnite news and some Mortal Kombat news in the background. Quick correction. Oh, okay. Um, it was actually uh, a few days ago. That it came out? Not that long ago. Oh, the update? Was it on yeah. Valentine's Day? Or uh, 15th maybe? I'm not sure, but before. I think it may have been that. Let's just confirm that real quick and get to our little last bit of news here. The new Fortnite patch became available on February 14th, kids. So, so it was on was, Valentine's Day. It was yeah. a big V-Day, no V-Bucks uh, kind of promotion. Woo! All right. Um, so now on to ASAP's Lord of the Rings news. So it has come to my attention recently that one of my Uruk scouts who selflessly gave his life to give me this news <laughs> that Amazon has launched a Lord of the Rings series or will be launching a Lord of the Rings series that is reportedly going to be, be filmed in Scotland. Scotland? Scotland? <laughs> wait, wait, what? Wait, this ain't New Zealand. This ain't New Zealand. Is, is Peter Jackson involved in this? I mean, I think he's producing it or something like that. Let's is Soldier Boy involved in this? <laughs> Soldier Boy? Soldier Boy? 
Soldier Boy. What? Lord of the Rings. Mordor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I think he's actually involved in this to an extent. If I remember correctly, the last time that we visited this, he's going to produce it. Sorry about that, guys. Um. But I'm not sure of the involvement. But yeah, it is a little weird, right? That they're filming it in Scotland instead of like the iconic place where they filmed. They filmed The Hobbit in New Zealand, right. too, didn't they? They filmed all of them in New Zealand. Yeah. I mean, it's just come to my attention today that this show will be going on, but I have no idea what the hell it's going to be about, and I don't know who's going to be in it. I don't know if Peter Jackson's involved. I have no clue whatsoever, so it's still going to take me some time to get to the bottom of this, and I just want to put the word out that this is going to happen, apparently, and it just surprises me, surprises me that this is going to be filmed in Scotland and not New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand. This should be filming over there. New Zealand. Um, just what we do know about it very quickly is that it's a prequel series. I think I don't know. If okay. Maybe, yeah, it's supposed be, to be yes. a prequel series. Most so likely. Like Silmarillion. Uh, I suppose so. But that's actually a lot of stuff that they can mine there because if you've ever read Lord of the Rings books, I, I haven't read the books myself. But from speaking to people who've read the books, there's a lot yeah. of stuff in the supplemental. Like, see, that's this is the thing about yeah. the Middle Earth lore. There's just so much to discuss in the Lord of the Rings lore that you know how. And I don't like to talk about Star Wars anymore, but you know how there's so much to talk about in Star Wars? Yeah. It's the same thing in Lord of the Rings, but they just don't give that much attention to the Lord of the Rings like they do with Star Wars. I think Lord Like, there's so many stories you could talk about. Way. I think Lord in of the Rings is yeah. that way. Personally, you know, you know why I say that? Because Star Wars definitely has that fleshed out extended universe, and you can talk all you want about the legend stuff that got, like, kind of kicked back. And, you know, that's a discussion we're going to have relatively soon, actually. Right, because when it comes to the Lord <laughs> of the Rings, people generally only think of the War of the Ring campaign, which was, you know, when Sauron forged the ring back in, like, the Second Age, and then that's mm. what the whole war in the Third Age was about, you know, an unlikely fellowship gathering to, around to destroy a ring of power. Exactly, exactly. But, like, again, just That's like, what people think of Lord of the Rings about, but there's more to it than just that. That's exactly what I was going to say, because you look at Star Wars and those stories, they're very self-contained. What George Lucas created, the lore that he created was just in those movies until until you know people started to flesh it out other other authors and other you know tv shows started to flesh it out it was just about what george lucas himself told you about star wars and there wasn't a lot around that right um but the thing about lord of the rings that i just want to mention very quickly is that like i said if you look at the books the lore that peter jackson himself created around the books included in the books was huge. All the extra lore that is created, all the backstory, the don't, history. Don't, don't say created because Peter Jackson didn't create it. No, I'm Jared sorry. Tolkien. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Peter Jackson Jared just Tolkien. adapted it. Let's, let's brought see. It on, on, yeah, yeah. That, I feel like like that's blasphemy that I said that. Yeah. Peter Jackson definitely gave him credit. And there's a Tolkien documentary coming out. But J.R.R. Tolkien, yeah, that's something that's worth mentioning too, that Tolkien documentary that's going to be coming out pretty soon. But I don't know. I mean, I'm excited to see this because I've always been a big Lord of the Rings fan. I feel like this almost requires... Like a binge watch of like the extended cuts of all the Lord of the Rings movies. Do you remember the old animated films? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you know. that. A lot of the stuff from. Did you ever see that actually, Asap? The the animated Hobbit? Lord of the Rings the animated Hobbit movie. There was a yeah, Hobbit. There was a Hobbit. I watched and it. Lord and there was Lord of the Rings, but they didn't complete it. They I don't were, think I saw the Lord of the Rings, but I saw no. the Hobbit one. They did complete it. They did. They didn't. They didn't get to Return of the King. No, they did. Right. No, they didn't. No, I don't think they, they did. did. They there was a Return of the King one. No, but that was totally different. It wasn't related to that to that cartoon that we're talking yeah. about. That was something totally different. It wasn't even animated by the same company. It wasn't made by the same people. It was a different there was a, a very famous also. animator. It was Bakshi, Bakshi, right? It was Bakshi. Bakshi. 
I remember uh, there was a lot of singing in the Hobbit one. Yeah, yeah, the Hobbit one was also totally different, but this was a, an animated cartoon. And if, if you ever check it out ASAP, I don't want to get too into into yeah, this particular that. topic. But if you ever have, get a chance to check it out, a lot of the scenes in Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings films are influenced by scenes in this animated movie. The part where where um, the one that comes to mind always is the part where with the proud feet at uh, at his as his uh, yeah. birthday party, mm-hmm. yeah. where he kind of wiggles his feet. That hot. part there, that whole scene, the way they shot that is exactly how they animated it in this cartoon. Uh, and it's a very adult cartoon, too. It's not as kiddy as the Hobbit cartoons, even though the Hobbit is kind of more... I must adult. say, I must say, in regards to what we discussed earlier about um, the Aquaman spinoff of The, the Trench, mm-hmm. you know how Metatron mentioned that it would be interesting to see, you know, a trench movie from the perspective of The Trench, mm-hmm. right? I think it would be interesting to see a Lord of the Rings movie or show from the perspective of the natives of Mordor, yeah, from you know the Urukai's perspective of the orcs, or the you know, I agree. I think that would be interesting great. because we're always seeing it from you know the good guys' perspective, the men, the elves, the dwarves. Hey, hey, why can't there be a time where they're viewed as the villains? You know, Sauron, yeah, come on, man, was a day in the life of slandered. Sauron was fairly slandered. He was just trying to bring some some underprivileged people right. of Middle Earth together right. and create a community where everyone could live in peace, not just some human community, That's right. not just some elf community. That it was very inclusive. Everybody else in Middle Earth was a racist and Sauron is the best. That's okay? right. All right. That's the actual truth. All right. So I don't know. I mean, any other thoughts on the show, guys, or anything about the filming in Scotland that you guys think is well, noteworthy? Anyway? According to this, is it's going to be a several season show. Yeah, it's Ooh, gonna, oh, it's also the highest cool. budget for any TV show. Yes, it is. Ever. Yes, it is. So that'll that's something to look forward to. And really, just on a quick note, Amazon did drop a very very quick teaser on their Instagram, and I'm going to put it up on screen here. Okay, it is a map. Of Middle Earth, very very Game of Thronesy. Actually, yes. Game of Thronesy is very Lord of the Ringsy. So mm-hmm. let's let's not. So do it doesn't. It looks nice. Token it doesn't again. list anything. You don't see really yeah, cool any regardless. any type Where's of cities or stuff like this. So it, it, this <laughs> looks like it's very very much um, Middle Earth before you know you had the big Minas and and you know um, freaking Gondor. Yeah, exactly. So this looks. Going way back, and the quote that it says, "I wisely started with a map by J.R.R. Tolkien, the master." That makes me a little bit more excited about it, man, because it looks like, if anything, they're trying to make it like a Game of Thrones. And you haven't seen much of Game of Thrones, but they explore a lot of different kingdoms in Game of Thrones. It's not just like this one. I should really check that out. I think Seven Kingdoms, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think if if you like. Lord of the Rings, obviously, love you love Lord of the Rings. I think you like Game of Thrones too. It's like a more violent, a little bit more realistic right. Game of Thrones, and are, are that Lord of the Rings? I just feel bad that I heard the show is going to end soon, and I never yeah. really got caught up with it. There's plenty of always catch up. I'll say this much too. Up. One thing that you notice that's the it's big hard. difference um, is you know Lord of the Rings is very much a fantasy show. Game of Thrones does not really start that way, but it makes its way there. Yeah, gotcha. it makes its way into the fantasy realm, which is what's interesting about Game of Thrones. But this is not a Game of Thrones conversation. This is a Lord of the Rings conversation, and I really want to see this show. We'll see what happens when it comes out in a little bit of time. All right, so we're jumping into the big main topic of the week, the uh, leftover V-shaped slice, if you will. Um, and we're going to jump into, as was noted, some of our favorite video games of all time, 
some of the most notable video games that we played. Maybe some video games that got some cool memories attached to them. So I shall start as the resident, uh, I wouldn't say PC gamer, but maybe former PC gamer. I used to play a lot of PC games in like the 90s and all of that, the late 90s, before like the big console boom and uh, Dreamcast and all that started to come out. Um, but one of the games that to this day I still have friends discovering, a friend of mine, I, I, I gave him the, the game on Xbox. It's not an Xbox uh, 360 game. Um, is Half-Life 2. Um, so obviously the first Half-Life already was a game that like just has all these great memories behind it because it was, for me, one of the most revolutionary PC games of all time for a couple of reasons. Number one... Um, at, at the time, I don't know that I saw a game with better artificial intelligence for the enemies. The artificial intelligence of that game was insane. Soldiers would, like, you know, and this is something that's, you know, it's par for the course in shooting games now, but they would flank you. They would throw grenades to, to get you out of spots when you were sitting somewhere for too long. Like, they would really work as a team, and you could see the way that they would move as teams in Half-Life. It was just, like... Such a cool game, such an exciting game, game with a good story. But when Half-Life 2 came out, um, many years later, we're still waiting on Half-Life 3 Valve. When Half-Life 2 came out many years later, it, it upped the ante compared to Half-Life. Like, we're talking totally cool new weapons, most notable, which is the, the gravity gun, which is the gun where you basically can pick up anything in the environment and toss it at people. You can pick up anything, okay? I was going to start listing stuff. You could pick up... Just about anything except for like really huge stuff like cars and stuff, boxes, barrels, tires, basketballs. You could pick up weapons. Like it, you could just pick up stuff and toss it at people. And that was just changed the gameplay. But the thing about Half-Life 2 that was really cool, it got released in episodes. And to me, to this day, it's, it's still in terms of voice acting, in terms of character animation, it it's, was way ahead of its time. Comparison to other games was such an interesting, affecting story, an emotional story, and the end. The ending of Half Life Two, Episode Two, which I'm not going to spoil for anyone here, is one of my favorite. It's actually a cliffhanger, but it's still one of my favorite video game endings of all time, of all time. And just to give you a little bit of setup, the final battle just before that is basically like War of the Worlds. It's you driving around in this car. In like in like the final, well, not the final, but one of the biggest human bases that's still left. You're driving around with your gravity gun and all your weapons. You're taking on these gigantic War of the Worlds type walkers that are trying to destroy the buildings around you, trying to destroy your car, trying to destroy everything. And they're accompanied by these little tiny hunters that like run around and shoot needles at you. It's this epic battle. And then basically the game ends on this crazy cliffhanger. So like Half-Life 2, easily easily is one of my favorite games of all time. What about you guys? Let's jump out with somebody else's opinion on a favorite game, a memorable game. Who's got something for you guys? Well, I have... Who do I have a few? Just to list... I'm, I'm only going to go in-depth on the ones that are really close to my heart, mm -hmm. but some of the games that I've played... Oh, I need to pick this one up again. I did a little bit of Republic Commando, mm -hmm. Star Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, I started doing Jedi Academy recently. I never finished it. Such a good game. That's on my list, too. Yeah. Battlefront. 
always loved playing that. The class mm-hmm. system in that game was amazing. You mean, do you mean the original Battlefront games or the more Both. recent ones? The more recent ones. Are no, 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 no. I meant like uh, the ones that yeah, came out for the original yeah, Xbox. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Battlefront One and Battlefront Two for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the yeah. most recent. That's the, it's not that they're bad. It's just it good. it's too <laughs> jarring for me. I'm so used to the old controls for the old games. Right, right. The old gameplay style was a little bit different. And then the new ones are kind of more influenced by another sort of favorite of mine, Battlefield, the Battlefield games, because it's oh. the same company uh, that made the new Battlefront games, so I can kind of see that. What, what else did you did you dig? One that, oh man, this one brings back memories. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Hafa used to play this a lot whenever I would go to visit him. Mm-hmm. Um Earth Defense Force 20, 2017. <laughs> and you know what? You guys you, playing that that game, for those of you who don't know, is basically a game about aliens invading, but they're bugs. Just yeah. gigantic bugs. Mm-hmm. And your goal is to just blaze through all of them, shoot them, shoot down their ships. And one of the best things I loved about that game, yeah. you could destroy the environment. <laughs> well, was this this ga- was this this game with the giant ants? Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> giant ants, giant tarantulas. They even had dragons. That game was crazy. I remember that. Yeah, you can yeah. you can get into like a mecha at, at one point, right? Yeah. There, wasn't there a time like you had to defend the beach from the ants come from the ocean? Yep. <laughs> that was a crazy, stupid game. <laughs> that game was yeah. It was fun. And they had mechs. It was amazing. And also their battle cries. I hear Walt in the background. Yeah, they were very, very, it's like the very Wilhelm candid. scream. <laughs> All right. So, other ones, Soul Calibur. That was a very competitive game in our household. Soul Calibur, yeah. Unreal Tournament, very short lasting because our PS3, you know, we. we, we Give it away. Look <laughs> <laughs> at where it went. Oh, yeah. man. I almost choked from that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I liked Unreal Tournament a lot, too. That was always yeah. a fun online game. And again, when we had our PS3, God of War was another one I frequented. God of War 3, specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still, I'm still going through Bioshock, Dragon Age, Elder Scrolls. Well, I've gone through Elder Scrolls numerous times. Mm-hmm. Um... And now uh, the ones that are close to my heart. We got uh, Mortal Kombat's a more recent one. Halo. That was another competitive one we used to do. It's a big one on a lot of people's lists. I'll tell you what, like me and Walt have memories of playing co-op Halo. Like went to the wee hours of the night. That was always <laughs> fun. We used to love doing that. Combat we, Evolution? Um, I think it was the first one. Yeah, yeah, we played a couple of them. I think we played the first two we beat, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I... I Together I, in co-op. Those are one of the few games that I actually beat to completion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and, and it was always I think it was the end of the was it the end of the first one where we had to kind of argue who was going to drive the the vehicle. The oh. <laughs> to like yeah. to like because we had to get out. Die when the entire world was collapsing and exploding around us. That's Halo Three. Yeah, it wasn't Halo 3? Yeah, it's Halo 3, because what you do is... What you do is in Halo 3... You're you're literally... The place is exploding. you got a Warhog, and there's that that thin thing, and you... One of them has to... One one of the guys has to get out to open... To turn on the light bridge, Mm -hmm. and and there's a... Oh, no, that's that's, that's also in Halo Combat Evolution, too. But they had it in Halo 3, also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a Halo memory that we have, though, from 
being yeah. with Halo all those times. Halo, how many times favorite. do we die trying to do that? Oh, so many. Oh man. my gosh. It was, it was fun because we would be sitting in the living room, like in the dark or whatever. We would be like, left side clear. <laughs> you know, I'll cover the right side. You go down this hallway, like totally strategizing the whole thing. So that was like, <coughs> what else? And then uh, <laughs> other ones, again, recent Injustice. There was an AVP game that came out. It was okay. It was a good PC one that you guys might not have played for many years ago. Before all the console ones, yeah, the it was a really great PC one that I could probably like dig out of somewhere, find on Steam or something like that. Um, but that, that's something to mention for another time. Yeah. Like, what else you know? Gears of War, Predator Concrete Jungle. There was, that was all right. Gears of War. Another, <laughs> another one of our communal games that mm-hmm. we used to do, Ultimate Marvel we'll Ultimate. about that in a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Marvel sure. Ultimate Alliance was a good. That's a classic game. One. That was a, that was a game we used to play. All three of we us. We beat right? it together. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. So yeah. that was a very that was Diablo. That was our Diablo game right? before before we before ever we, got into Diablo. Yeah, I think that's on the Soldier console. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Diablo. 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 What? Oh, okay. What else? Is there anything else on the list there? Yeah, I'm wrapping it up. Dead Space, no another rush. recent one. No rush. Injustice. I really like Injustice for its storyline. Yeah, it's a really good comic storyline. It's like that's where basically Superman goes freaking nuts, basically, right? He she, becomes Hitler. They actually did make a mm-hmm. comic book. Huh? Well, it was yeah. the game first, and then they adapted it into the comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how good a story was. Yeah. Superman hasn't been like that kind of character very often either. I think in Kingdom Come, maybe he was similar to that. In the Kingdom Come storyline, he was kind of very tyrannical. Mm-hmm. But like, it was a cool storyline, definitely. Justice. Yeah. Too. I could see that. And now the final ones. The coup de grace. Pokemon. <laughs> you will uh, never hear me stop talking about Pokemon. I understand it. I got... Oh, what are the games I got? I got Leaf Green for the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. Sapphire, mm-hmm. those are the only two Game Boy Advance ones I have. Mm-hmm. But for the actual DS Lite, because I still have a DS Lite, I don't, I, I, I probably should upgrade to 3DS to play the new ones. But no I'm always gonna love my 3DS. I mean, not my 3DS, my DS Lite, because I can still play those Game Boy Advance games. Exactly. That's what's so great about those back, uh, those back consoles. Yeah. So for the DS Lite, yeah, I'm proud of it. You Pokemon Platinum, mm-hmm. that's with featuring the Sinnoh region, Giratina. Mm-hmm. That at that point, what was it? 493 was the Pokedex. 493. That's how many characters were in it at that point? How many, how many Pokemon, Pokemon were in it at that yeah. point? What was the original amount number again? 150 or 151? I yeah, think it was 151. That's right. that's right. It was something like that. It's expanded quite a bit over the years. I played Pokemon Go, so I know. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. It was Platinum I had. Pokemon Soul Silver is my favorite one because in that one you could walk around with your Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It's the only, the only one that I've played in this one. I'm not quite familiar with the newer ones, but like imagine just walking around, parading through these towns, and you see one guy walking around with like a gigantic Rayquaza coming around behind <laughs> him. Is that not awesome? That's a cool. That's a cool way to have like. The different towns and all of that, just to have people with their like most badass Pokemon just following them around, basically. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> so silver, and then for the newer ones, I played Pokemon White, 
uh, Pokemon White 2. I was supposed to get Black 2, but me, because the way they set it up was if you got Pokemon, that's the thing with the Pokemon games. Every Pokemon game is tailored to a legendary. So Diamond, you had Dialga, Pearl, Palkia, Giratina, uh, Platinum, Giratina. And you could also get Dialga and Palkia in that game because it's like the, the hybrid. Mm-hmm. They, they always have those hybrids. But when it came to the newer ones, like black and white, white was Reshiram, black was Zekrom. But when it came to white too, it was – oh, no, it was switched. White actually had Zekrom and black actually had Reshiram. Mm-hmm. But the thing with that was once you get to black two and bl- white two, because they did numbers instead of well, – they only did it for a brief time – the way it was set up is if you got white, you were supposed to get black too, because that's where you would be able to get Reshiram. Oh. But me going with the continuity, I'm thinking, oh, white too. White too must be the continuation of Pokemon White. So I got right. that and ended up getting two Zekroms. I'm like, damn it, by the time I figured it out. <laughs> this is not how this should work. The crazy thing about these Pokemon games is that they're basically the same games. You're just rebranding them to have a specific character, right? Some most of, most of the games, most of the games, they add to like similar. fifty to one hundred. No, but what, I'm, but what I'm saying is that most of the games are similar in gameplay, right? They yeah, don't but change all that no, much. There've been new new stuff. Uh, I know for the newer games, you get Mega Evolution and Primal Reversion. When White and Black Two came out, they featured some new types of battles. You could have three Pokemon on one side, three Pokemon on another. Okay. That's something they've never done before. So death battles. Yeah, rotation death battles. battles. All that all that good stuff. I mean, it's basically the ultimate card battle game, right? Like that's, yeah. That's what Pokemon became. That's why it's so huge. Because of the fact that there's all these like diverse characters. The characters are cool if you like really look at Pokemon. Like I'm not a huge Pokemon fan, but I had Pokemon Go for a while. Um, and it was interesting just to see all the different types of characters there were, the powers, yeah. their evolutions... And I think everybody I, has their personal find them. Right? Yeah, like it was, it was pretty interesting. Like to, to jump into that, it's just the Pokemon Go was just a, such a time consuming game that I wasn't about to get into that for that reason. Yeah, I don't need to stop every like you know a few minutes to catch a Pokemon when I'm walking around and, <laughs> and going about my day. And yeah. then for the last one, but isn't what, there's one game that I think you've forgotten, right? And Eli, okay. don't we have the the Pokemon game on the Switch? Right? Um, oh, the yeah. battle, the, the the Mortal Kombat style game. Yes, that yeah. that is a very different type of Pokemon, is it? Yeah. Not? Pokemon Tekken. There, there are a few games. Pokemon Tekken. Pokemon Tekken. Yeah. So, I think something like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And now for the one closest to my heart. And you guys, if you know me, this will be a little bit predictable. I. I used to have a red Game Boy Advance, and this is probably the earliest game I ever remember playing. Uh, It was for the Game Boy Advance I used to have. It was called Godzilla Domination. And it was basically, you play as Godzilla for certain levels, and you go through... Fast track through monsters. You fight guys like Rodan and Gears until finally the big boss battle was Mecha King Ghidorah and you had to kill each head. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And then you get to the console games, and this is where it really took off for me. 
Godzilla Save the Earth, mm-hmm. and then I think I... The only reason why I got the Wii was to play the the next installment in that series. That's the that's the it, kind of rampage style one, isn't it? Yeah, Where you're like going around the city and fighting other mm-hmm. other uh, kaiju and destroying the city and all that. I did play that one. That was really fun. That the game is well, ludicrously fun. When we first started with him, right? Uh, we were a little bit younger when we used to play it. Yeah, we used to play it. His thing was let's be friends. Let's <laughs> not fight. <laughs> so every time. <laughs> I we we so it's a combat game, right? You're playing against each other. He all he wanted to do was like, let's be friends, let's not fight. <laughs> so the game would last for like three hours because nobody would die, you know. So yeah. I don't think that was the purpose of that game. I'm pretty yeah. sure it wasn't. That might be an interesting Godzilla movie, though. It's like let's all be friends. <laughs> it's Godzilla friendship. Friendship. One of the things I used to love doing with that game was mm-hmm. you you had the ability to pick up buildings. Yeah, I remember. That. You could just hurl them at like other. <laughs> uh, I remember, was, like that was that, like that would stun them too, right? The buildings. No, it knocked them on the ground. Yeah, yeah. the buildings did a lot of damage if I remember that correctly. <laughs> and As then it should right? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, that's true. You never know. <laughs> yeah, buildings and the you know the variations of the you know breaths and yeah. rays. There was those, like a charge up for that yeah. too, if I remember correctly. I think we played that a lot over here. Yeah, like 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 when we mm-hmm. were younger, sure. Yeah, I played it a couple other places as well, but that was always a fun game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Godzilla Unleashed changed that a little bit because um, what they did was you had to, like, when in Godzilla Save the Earth, uh-huh. when you charge up, you do like, and then you let go of right trigger, and then you go. Yeah, I remember that. Because you used to get caught in it a lot of times if you weren't careful. Yeah. But with the newer one, which was Godzilla Godzilla Unleashed, my bad, not Rampage, it would be like you charge it while you're fighting, and then you press. Uh, oh, I don't remember the Wii controls. <laughs> but, Some button. Yeah. One of those buttons on there. We had seventeen uh, buttons anyway. It was weird, <laughs> but basically, uh, it was just so fun. Like we there, they used to have. Four way matches, the one on one, and one thing. Well, I also used to play this with Hafa. Um, it was always a mad dash to mm. get the the supercharge. Like yeah. there's there's this oh, power up that comes in. down yeah, in the middle of the map, and you basically go, uh, for lack of a better term, Super Saiyan. I'm going to turn into a mega brawl and just kaiju bodies everywhere. Yeah. That that I remember. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, get it, please. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's pretty much my games. Really amazing stuff. That's some of the really good stuff right there. Some of the other games that I've been playing is... Well, I haven't played yet. It's Jump Force. Yep, we just downloaded it a couple of days ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and from what, from what I've seen, it's pretty good so far. Mm-hmm. Um, all I've really seen are the characters, uh, maybe customizations for avatars, but that's... But from the graphics, yeah, and it sounds it looks a lot like that other game that you like playing, right? The Naruto. What's the name of that game? Uh, the Storm. Storm Four. Storm Four, right? So that one's a. If it plays kind of similar, it's actually pretty good, right? Yeah. Okay. What else? Are we, what else are you looking at? Um, some other games that I've been playing recently. I've been playing GTA San Andreas and. GTA 5. Oh, you skipped my favorite GTA. GTA 4. 
I was yeah. I was just gonna mention. Um, I told this story a couple of times, but I like GTA Four a lot. I love the GTA series in general, but I like GTA Four a lot because um, I'm from New York, as everybody here knows, and I lived in Chicago for a few years. So if you remember, GTA Four was Liberty City, right? But it was based after off, off of New York. So whenever I felt like I missed New York, I would jump into GTA Four. And I would like just travel around the different boroughs of New York City. I would just see all the different places that you would recognize. Mm-hmm. Well, what about GTA? Like, what, what's yeah, your you favorite do part? Some about crazy GTA? things in GTA. Yeah, what, you, what is? <laughs> I do think everyone does. Crazy things in yeah. GTA. Everybody uh, does the five star, six star stuff. And meta, then by the cops. meta is the sidewalk driver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the. I'm the train heist person. Me too, me too. High five. I used to love taking the trains. That was a good way to get away from the cops. When they were chasing you, you could get rid of the stars by jumping on a train and going to another. Or jump on top of the train. You could do that too. Mm -hmm. And ASAP is the the person who follows the law. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Stop at all the red lights. Follows all traffic laws, stays in between the lanes. Make sure you signal before you turn. <laughs> so we have lawful GTA. good ASAP over here, and then you just yeah. have the sadistic serial killer Meadow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like I said, what's the craziest thing you've ever done in GTA? Probably uh, the... the I, I think he's a, a tailgator, that's what he tailgator. is. Tailgator. Yeah. Tailgator, what the heck is that? So basically, um, this armored uh, armored truck was trying to follow me, and <laughs> I was on a bridge, so it followed me all the way to the point where it basically rammed off the bridge. <laughs> Some of the fun okay. stuff. Yeah. And and then there was another one where uh, a some co- some police car crashed into a bike. And it flew over the bridge. Oh, God. <laughs> Man. That's brutal. I used to like um, stacking up cars all like, I used to like causing a traffic jam by like just basically causing a violent scene in the middle of somewhere. And then, you know, all the cops would come, all the cars would come, and you would, I would blow up a couple of cars so that it would jam up the road until there would be cars everywhere. Like just, and, you know, people eventually they start jumping out of their cars, they start abandoning the firefight. And then I would take every explosive I had. And blow up every single car in the in the area. So I would like you would see like 10, 15, 20 cars blow up, and it would just slow down the whole system because there would just be explosions everywhere. Oh and I always made it a point. It was very important to do this last part. You always have to make it a point to change the camera angle so that you can show your character walking away from the explosion. <laughs> That's right. That you didn't do that. You didn't accomplish any of the stuff that I just said. You didn't accomplish any of it. The other thing I like to do also, though, my style was when they introduced motorcycles into Grand Theft Auto, I would I would get chased for hours on a motorcycle. And I used to, like, when, when they came out, I would have friends who enjoyed watching me get away from the cops on a motorcycle because of the stuff that I would do, like sliding in between cars. You could even slide under cars if you did it probably trucks and certain other things. If you did it properly, just like you see in the movies where they kind of, like, slide sideways. You could kind of do that in the game if you wanted. I would jump over cars, like drop grenades behind the motorcycle. Like That's what I used to have a lot of fun doing in GTA. That was my style. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, I, I'm a little more simplistic. I'm the kind of person who likes to take an ambulance, a symbol of like healing and general comfort. 
and I would basically use it as a battering ram whenever I go onto the street. I remember this. I, I did so this. against the Hippocratic Oath. I did this. That's a I, hippocritical one thing. One thing I did recently, something I told Elias I do sometimes. What I'll do is like a dog. I'll just start following motorcycles in the ambulance. Oh, no. And what I want to do is I'll catch up to it so that it... I ram it and then it goes under like I'm just running it over completely. It's always fun. It's always fun to watch that. It's always fun to watch that moment before it goes under the car because you see the motorcycle like spinning out of control. You see the person on the motorcycle trying to hold it together and then the motorcycle just goes under. And it's on the other side. Yeah. Driver it's separated just, from motorcycle. It's just, rider. Just let it wash over you. I mean, just unlike all wash under me. No, what under I do is I and it looks so funny too, because you'd see the ambulance just go like it tip upwards and over. <laughs> so great. I mean, unlike all you insane psychopaths, I mean, I would undergo taxi missions. I would, I would, do that I would kindly pull a taxi driver out of his taxi cab <laughs> and get into his taxi, and I would um, press the button to go into taxi missions to you know drop people off wherever they have to go. So basically, I'm the in Uber guy. Okay, so in a not in exactly. an acquired taxi. Yeah. Okay. Not exactly lawful. Yeah. 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 He was left before left even started. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I do also. You can think of a lot of different statistic things. <laughs> you can think of a lot of different sadistic things you would do in this game, but something that I like to do that I thought was especially sadistic was you would you know kill any random passerby and then call the ambulance. And then kill the ambulance driver. <laughs> and, then take, and then take the ambulance and go on ambulance missions. <laughs> Maybe run people over too. But that's, no, yeah. I just don't do any missions. It's it's all about the carnage. It's all about the carnage. Just try to race as fast as I can. You know what? That, that's a random reminder, actually, of another game that I really enjoyed. If you don't mind me segging a little bit over here. You reminded me of the with taxi missions of an arcade game that I really love. Did you guys ever play Crazy Taxi? That is I on my list. list. I have that on my list. My old striker course. That's a, that was an awesome game. Yeah, that was yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it was on Dreamcast also, and now it's on mobile. And yes, it was the the Offspring did the yep. soundtrack. The band, mm -hmm. the Offspring did the soundtrack with all those cool songs. But like that, was I think that was the allure of it, right? It was. It wasn't just the game. It was the yeah, soundtrack. The you know what I'm saying? It was like driving like over hills in San Francisco at like a hundred miles an hour, <laughs> <laughs> and like trying to do the perfect sliding stop into like the green area where you had to drop off your customers. And, me and meanwhile, your customers are criticizing your driving skills <laughs> the whole way through. Well, my, my favorite, but one of my favorite parts was like when you had to pick up a new fare, and then you would see all the crappy fares, the red fares. And you just like run right through them to get to the green. Like, I don't want to pick you up, dude. You just go flying through the red guy. You can't kill him, but like they would jump out of the way. And like, you could get to the green fairs and like make more money just the longer flying all over the place. I used know? to love that game. That's like, there's like so many like. I still play it on my phone every once in a while. You still play it on your phone every once in a while? I still play it on my phone. It's so much harder to play it on your phone. It is, it is. But you know what? It's just a nostalgia thing. It's like, okay, let me just do like two seconds of it. And then after a while, you get frustrated, but. Okay, I'm not going to play it anymore. I got one for you. Unless anybody wants to jump in with the game real quick, but I got one for you that I think is, is a memory that you and I definitely share related to driving games. Gran Turismo, man. Love that game. So Gran Turismo. Love that game. For anybody that asks. Isn't that a card game? That's a yes, card game. Yeah, that was the original 
the, what is it, the original racing simulator or whatever the heck mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was the tagline. Before Forza? Yeah, it was it was the the realistic the, yeah. game before, before Burnout. Forza. Before Burnout is freaking fun too. It's a car game though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> cars, you know, cars. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, maybe you could find Gran Turismo on the Soldier console. I'm not really sure. <laughs> but or the Soldier, I, I the Soldier see. game handheld. That's right. Oh yeah, right man, too. you know what this talk of GTA is just reminding me of? Oh, what Crackdown. Crackdown was good too. I want to play. Oh, the, that game was ridiculously fun. The calendar running. There's Guys, yeah. running. Im- imagine my GTA antics except with superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I used to do all day long? I would pick up people while they were driving in their cars. I would just pick their, I would pick their cars up and just go jumping to like the other side of the island, like. Oh, you wanted to go somewhere? Try to fling them off bridges. No, I'm just holding them and <laughs> jumping to random places. Just bounding, especially as you start to get more and more powerful and you could jump even higher and run even faster. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the orbs <laughs> to get were really the agility orbs. Yeah. yeah. Not the strength yeah. orbs. That's what I, I know, focused but, but, on. But the agility, those were the ones that let you jump higher and climb higher and stuff like that. So you could get all the other orbs. Exactly. That's what that, I felt the same way. If you got the agility orbs, it made it a heck of a lot easier. I remember you had to climb orbs. the top in the first one, especially yeah. you had to climb the agency tower, yeah. which was like the, the biggest like an, tower. It was like an achievement or something. Exactly. Like to do that. I, I used to like sniping people with rocket launchers. So that's just me. <laughs> I used to try to find superpowers, just try to get as powerful as possible. That was Yo, the really ending? Hard in that game. I, I used to like do a lot of antics with that game, but then I actually started good getting into the story. The twist ending to that story had me like, oh my god! I was like, wait, I actually did all that? Yeah. I thought I was being bad before, but wow! Go fund totalitarian <laughs> regimes. <laughs> and then, oh man, I remember being so mad after that that I didn't even care if my stats went down. I just started shooting up peacekeepers. <laughs> I was so angry I with that ending. All. Peacekeeper tank, yeah. The peacekeeper tank. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds weird, right? <laughs> you don't. Do you know what a tank is for? And their SUVs could transform. <laughs> what? It was, it was, Crackdown is a crazy game. Crackdown was, was a fun game, and the Crackdown Two was good too. But look, let me let me just tell quick little stories about Gran Turismo, and then we can move on to see what what somebody else has to say about it. But like, see, I think that's why also I like to talk about these video games from that aspect because for me it's kind of fun to talk about the memories you have of people playing those games. And so me and Wall would play Gran Turismo, and like we were both love like one of our favorite cars is the Dodge Viper, right? Yes. So. Beauty. We played that game so much. And by the way, that game taught me how to drive. When people ask, I learned how to drive from Gran Turismo. I knew how to drive, kind of, mm-hmm. but I learned how to like, like get to the point from being like, you know, some dude with a permit to actually learning how to drive a car by playing Gran Turismo. That's how realistic the game was. The manual like told you about like dis- distributing weight and like how when you break, yeah, the weight true. goes to the front of the tires, mm-hmm. and that changes how the car handles. Like, there was apex, so much detail. In apex turns yeah, and all that stuff. It teaches you how to drive. But, like, we would play that game for hours. And the thing that we would do is, we wouldn't just do this with the Dodge Viper, we'd do this with other cars. But, like, when I say that we would race, like, like a race you're watching in, like, Fast and the Furious or on TV, we would race like that for, like, 100 laps. And we're talking about 100 laps, like, Real a time. minute and a half yeah. or two minute laps 
So we would be racing for like two hours. One race, just me and him. And when I tell you, I really wish that we had that memory card with those saved replays. I really oh, wish we did. Because we got so good at this game that we would not only never crash into anything or crash into each other or go over barriers or go off the road, but we would we would never be any further than five seconds away from each other on the track. So like wow. I would be like in the lead and I would be able to see him always. And I'm talking, like I said, these are two hour races. This is how much we used to play Gran Turismo. And remember and, how hard the, yeah. the Viper was? Because yeah. remember it was, it was realistic based on the car. Mm -hmm. Right. And we did it without the assists and all that. Any, yep. any gaming assist, no, any, no braking assist, no handling. Assist. So if you don't know how to, if you don't yeah. know how to handle the Viper, you couldn't drive the Viper. <laughs> that was, you know what I'm saying? That all you do was spin out and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, as soon as you hit the accelerator going around a turn, you would just like keep spinning. Yep. You had to know game. how to drive that car. So, like to me, like, yeah, because Gran Turismo basically taught me how to drive. Me and Walt had like some of the most epic races and multiplayer races of all time, multiplayer games of all time mm -hmm. in that game. Gran Turismo is a really awesome memory for me for that reason. Yep. So Elias, there's another game that you like um you like playing a lot. Um you spend a lot of time on the phone with that game, right? Yeah. Me and Walt like to play this game. Um uh it's by uh the people who do Dragon Ball Z. Bandai. Bandai. Bandai, 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 Bandai Namco. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just downloaded I think that's it. Yeah. And what's it called? Dragon Ball Legends. Yeah, I have that too. I have I have that game too, but I will say, unfortunately, it doesn't always work for some reason. I think there's some compatibility issues for me. <laughs> Android. Uh, so, yeah. Android. Know. I have to restart it <laughs> every once in a while, but... <laughs> I guess, whatever. <laughs> I might not be the only one, but regardless of that, I'm just going to update it right now. I, I, have, I have all three Brolies because, again, Broly is my favorite character, so I've, I've gotten uh, old school Broly, Fury Broly, and Super Saiyan Broly from I, the new movies. So. I only had I only have old school. Old yeah, school? I only have old school also. I don't have a new Broly. And I have, I have all my Brolies at 2,000 level power up. I think my, my old school Broly is five stars. Uh, yeah. Yep. And I've got them powered to the max, so they're part of my best team. Three my team of Brolies. Uh, <laughs> I think two characters on my team are tier Z, and three characters on my on my team are tier one. Yeah, you have um, first. Is it Final Form Frieza? That's uh, tier Z. That's like one of your best characters, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I also have um, uh, the new character from uh, Dragon Ball Super. What's her name? Which one? Uh, from the Tournament of Power. Kale, Kale, Kofla. Yeah. The, the Fusion? Kofla, Kofla. Kefla. It's Kefla, Kefla. The Fusion okay. one, right? The two girls together? Because there's actually, that's what it is. If Sup I'm, Super Saiyan. Yeah, if I'm, if mm -hmm. I'm, I hope I'm not ruining it, actually. But, like, yeah, there's two girls. There's two Saiyan girls, and they come together to form Kefla. It's Kale and Kalifla. And then they fuse, they become Kefla. Kale is the, the female version of Broly. Yeah, she's like yeah. the legendary Super Saiyan in Dragon Ball Super, which but, is a little weird. But yeah. But well, it's an alternate universe, so. No. Well, yeah, actually, you're, you're right. You're yeah, right. there's it's a different universe. universe. Sorry, that's, some, that's true, 100%. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I can't get any of my characters past the level of 300. You know how you do that, actually? I can tell you because I didn't. I had you a little soul boost. Yes, you have to do the soul boost a bunch of times. And you have to unlock a certain amount of soul boost. And then you go to the next level of soul boost to get that extra level character. So that takes a lot of time. But that's, yeah, that's, that's a fun game. That's grinding. Yeah. You got, you've really got to grind to be able to do it. Like for the, for the Brolies, oh, it took forever 
to get them to two, level 2,000 mm-hmm. forever. And there, there was, oh, it, it, it takes a long time. There's, that's a, a grindy game. And then you only so, have like maybe a level 900 characters. I'm not even as far as you guys are along. Right, like, I can get, get it to work. It's working now, but like I have to like reinstall the game sometimes every once in a while. So, grindy game. Try Elder Scrolls. Well, yeah, Elder Scrolls <laughs> is definitely another one. Yeah. Definitely, that's definitely another one that we could definitely put on top of the list. But with mods, it's it's easier. Yeah, it's easier. Mm-hmm. So, on my side, my list is a little bit more extensive because I've got more years of playing video games than probably anybody at this table here. I have some I, old games on here, too. Yeah. Are you sure about that? I <laughs> think I am. I, I, even I have to say. Yeah, yeah. I think I am. Yeah. I go play video games for longer than most of you have been alive. That is Actually, very, so very true. That's very, very so true. I go back to the Atari 2600 ColecoVision. ColecoVision. Mr. Do. That's on my list. So ColecoVision <laughs> had Mr. Do, Spy Hunter, and one of my all-time favorite games, and of course because I love the, the franchise, mm-hmm. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that Star Wars game. Star Wars was an old vector 3D game, probably the first of its kind, and all it was was the trench run. Death Star trench run. That's was it all it was. It was kind of hard. Yeah, it was kind of hard. Was it? Wasn't it like it red wired lines? Yeah, like it wire was just frame. wireframes. Yeah, like in the movie. Like yeah, yeah. kind of like the kind of like the display. Yeah, yeah the display they the exactly. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Let me see if I can pull yeah. it up so you guys can see what we're talking about. Well, we'll uh, talk a little bit about it. Yeah, so that was that was one of my favorite games back then. I loved playing Star Wars, and I I played it not only at home, but I used to play it in. Oh, something you guys don't even know what's about. An arcade. <laughs> like Crazy Taxi. I used, to go, I used to go to an arcade where you had to drop, like, what, 25 cents to be able to play games? Mm-hmm. You know? Do they still have arcades, man? Yeah. Yeah. Besides yeah. Dave & Buster's? Uh, not as much. Yeah, this is that game, much. by the way, for those of you that want to see it. That's Those are the four X-Wing lasers. Yep. See there the it corners is. over that, there. That's classic. It's super. It's kind of like a like an X wing before X wing existed, mm-hmm. or X wing versus Tie Fighter. You mean when that? Disney didn't own Star Wars? That's what you mean. Yeah. Oh man. There's the Death Star. We're gonna have quite. There's the Death Star. There's the Death Star. Yeah, you see, he's he's approaching the Death Star. It's that green thing in the distance. There we go. And then you're just in it, basically. You're just in the Death Star trench, and that's the gameplay. Pretty cool. It was fun. It was fun. Like, it it's an old fun. game, so you don't mm-hmm. expect a ton out of it, right? But like, and they actually was, they did remake it for the 32X, the Sega 32X, Arcade. and they they added a little bit more graphics to it. Which I had. I remember they said the 32X. I had that, and Star Wars Arcade is pretty much the only game I played, and pretty much the only game I had because 32X kind of sucked. So that was my ColecoVision days. Mm-hmm. Then then we go Genesis, mm-hmm. right? Where you had games like Flashback, NBA Jam. Flashback! Flashback was an that game. awesome what game. What about Sonic? Sonic, Sonic is on here. Awesome. Oh. I used to play it on the Master System. You remember the Master yeah. System? Yeah. The Master System had Sonic, it had Space oh, Harrier. No, 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 Sonic. Sonic was Genesis. Remember? Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, Genesis. Space Harrier, definitely. Though. Space Harrier was there. Afterburner was there. Golden Axe. Golden Axe was there. Alter Beast. Alter Beast was there. <laughs> a game that I used to play at home and in the arcades, yeah. which I love. Again, a common theme with us, right? Mm-hmm. Outrun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Outrun was awesome, too. Outrun, Outrun was, was awesome. Yeah. It was a game I about cars. I remember obsessed with Outrun. Right? I used to, I, there, when I used to go to college, um, 
one of one of the games that was in the the gaming room was Outrun. Mm-hmm. I was number one on that on that console. Nice. I was number one on that arcade cabinet. Nice. So nice. that's how much I loved Outrun. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some of the other games when we get into it, when we go into the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Come on, Shenmue. Shenmue was a really good game too, but I don't know if I would listen to one of my favorite games. Oh, I love Shenmue. It was ahead of its time, and I—that's—I think that's the reason why I loved it so much. It did set up, set the stage for a lot of other games. Was of that type? Does that the samurai game? It was a game. Shenmue was a game. So Shenmue was a was a very big undertaking. It was kind of a first of its kind attempt at like an open world game, and it was a game on Dreamcast, oh, yeah. basically. Yeah, I don't know yeah. about this. You don't you don't know about it? You never seen this before? Soldier Boy probably knows that. Soldier Boy probably it's probably they on actually, the Soldier they console. We released it as a remaster just yeah, recently. They did, they did. But it was a weird game because you had to get a job. You had to like like Yeah, there was, literally there was it had great graphics for the Dreamcast. And and, and the, the interesting thing was that the, the NPCs, the non playable characters, they, they had jobs, right? They had jobs, they had, they had routines, they had things that they did. It wasn't just random characters just walking around the map. They actually had things that they were doing while you were playing. Yeah, the graphics on this is you know? nice. Yeah, you could really walk into houses. Time. You could open up cabinets. You could. There was so much stuff that you could do in all these little things. There were arcades. You there could, were arcades. You could play the arcades and play video games. Like you could you jump on the game and then it, was, it turns into the actual game you're playing on your. It screens. was like, it, yeah. isn't there like a game called the Second Life? In the video game. game, yeah. No, but yeah. what's the point of this game? Like, what's like, what's it about? It's a revenge story. Yeah, revenge story. But but the but the thrill of the thing was actually mimicking real life in the in a virtual space. It's the first game that really tried yeah, to do that. There was the, literally people you saw them wake up, go to work, do their jobs. You would interact with them doing their jobs. They would stop their jobs, mm-hmm. go home, have a family. Do it was just a well crazy game, crazy. Game. It's very Sims like. You had to learn martial yeah. arts. It was a little bit like Sims mixed with Grand Theft Auto a little bit to an extent because mm-hmm. the open world stuff. Um, Grand Theft like Auto would not game. exist. You said it was remastered for Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. It looks like PS4 Pro too. I don't know. That came out I'll look into it. It was yeah. a fun game. It was a fun game. Um, it's not for everyone because no. it's definitely a game. Like you want to talk about games where you grind. grind that's a grinding. That's game. a grinding. Yeah. Because it's basically an RPG. Also, like I said, you have to learn martial arts moves. But stuff. you know what? Games like Grand Theft Auto would not exist exist if this game didn't come out. Yeah, it was a grand failure, yeah. unfortunately. When did um, this game come out? But oh, this came out like, what in eighties and nineties. No, no, it was ninety nine. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's so true. It was like two thousand. Yeah. It was somewhere around there. Because it came out not immediately after the Dreamcast came out. But that yeah. was definitely an awesome game, too. Well, so another, another game I love playing on the Dreamcast was NFL 2K. Yeah. Of course. And, and, and remember, of course, yeah. Of course. You know, those were good football games. But though. that was still an, the best. That was an online game. And if you remember, with the Dreamcast, mm-hmm. the controller was very specific. So the problem with, with playing um, games nowadays, two players, when you're, when you're doing... Um, when you're doing it like on play calling, was it right? Yeah, play yeah. calling. So if 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 you guys don't know what the Dreamcast is, the Dreamcast was Sega's attempt of creating an online uh, gaming console. Right? And by the way, just as, as an aside, so you know basically how the attempt worked, the guys who made Dreamcast eventually went on to make the first Xbox. Yep. So oh, Xbox oh, was oh. what Dreamcast was supposed to be, mm-hmm. kind of. 
but like you know, it, it had it had all kinds of issues with it. For but it was reason. ahead but of its time. It was time. still a good system, and it was ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. But the way you had to you had to connect, remember, mm -hmm. through the phone line, mm -hmm. you were using uh, AOL online mm -hmm. and stuff like that, mm -hmm. right? We're talking way back when, right? Six K mm -hmm. when the internet connection used to like screech at you, <laughs> like it used to like make sounds wow. old school. Like, but the thing about it is that, and the thing that made um, playing NFL 2K so great was. You, normally, when you're playing against somebody on the same TV, you get to see what plays they're looking at, mm -hmm. right? Not this game, because the way the controller was set up, it had a little screen on there. Mm -hmm. So the way you picked your you plays... Buy, remember, that was the right, memory card. It was the memory card, mm -hmm. and so it was the regular controller, and it had a, a little slot where you put a memory card, but the memory card had an old, like, black and white, or actually green and white, green mm -hmm. and black. Yeah, because it was like a Tamagotchi or something right. like that. It had a little screen, like, just about this big, which you could play games on. Yeah. Somewhere. I don't remember the Tamagotchi. So mm -hmm. what it was is that you would play it, but they couldn't see your plays because you were picking it on that screen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it made it really, really more of a, a technical match because now – you don't know what he's trying to do. Yeah. You know? You know what was notable about that game to me, too? If I remember correctly, that was one of the first football games um, that had not just play like playbooks and formations, but schemes. Mm -hmm. If I remember correctly, like yeah. different schemes. Like, instead of just Madden, where it's like, you know, here's the 4-3 coverage, and here are the plays in the 4-3 playbook. Like, you could do different types of schemes and stuff like that. So that was really fun, too. So <coughs> that, that was that was another <coughs> thing. Oh, and going back to what the ColecoVision, you remember Zaxxon? Yeah, I remember Zaxxon too, basically. Zaxxon, Zaxxon was awesome. I remember the Smurfs video game, man. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> the Smurfs video game, man. That was actually pretty fun, too. And you had to try to, like, would you have to climb up Gargamel at the end of the level or something like that? Something it's been like so that. long since I played. I think it was, like, four when I played that <laughs> game. But I used to enjoy that, too. Um, I will mention this because you were talking about the Dreamcast. Probably the game, one of the games that I played the most online of any game that I've ever played would have to be Fantasy Star Online. And that was a good game. It's almost funny that I loved it so much because it had four levels. Yeah. That's it. It had four levels but that it you was would go fun, around. Though, right? Because, yeah, you could get a team of four people together and find these crazy weapons. I think I spent, if I remember correctly, 180 online hours on that game before I, like, finally gave it up. But that game was fun because, yeah, you like it was all about powering up your character, you know, Fighting with a good team so that the enemies got stronger, finding the crazy rare weapons, and you, people just did that for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours every night. It was one of the first big massively, technically kind of massively multiplayer online games because it was four-man teams, but you could interact with other people mm -hmm. in the lobby before you went into the game. Yep. So, like, that was that was a game that I really, really enjoyed for the Dreamcast, for show, for show. And, yeah, that, that, that was a good one, too. Um so some of the other games yeah. that I that I enjoyed, uh, WWF WrestleMania. Oh, is that was that the which one was that? Was that the, the arcade one? That's the arcade it was one. WrestleFest. Oh, WrestleFest. WrestleFest. I'm, I, I I'm sorry that the, I, I put that wrong. I know exactly. Which you know which one with yes. Big Boss Man mm -hmm. and all that stuff with his, with the Legion of Doom. Yep. Or was it was it Ultimate, Legion of Doom? Ultimate Warrior sorry, was, was there? The Legion of Doom. Yes. 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 That's a, that was a re that was a wrestling tag team back in the days. It totally was. What yeah, about these two Mach guys? What about Macho Man or anything? Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, oh, it's not the Legion also. of Doom. I'm thinking. Of. Wasn't no, it? No. Was it Hulk Hogan? Remember, it was when 
you would go through the matches, you'd be standing there with a big smile on his face in front of the calendar, and he would punch away like a piece of paper that showed how many people you had left to fight. Exactly. You'd just be like, whoosh, and like the piece of paper would just collapse and be like, you have four fights left. I was like, okay. That was what, a about, great game. what about Razor Ramon? Razor Ramon was not in that game. I think he... That was, was before, that was before, a little before that. That was that before era. WCW and all that stuff. That, we're talking about 80s with, you know, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Big Boss Man. Um, that's that, the Legion yeah, of Doom, by the way. Doom. Ultimate Meta. Warrior was some of the... That's the Legion of Doom, by the way. Oh. In case you've never seen those wrestlers before, mm-hmm. that's the Legion of Doom. Sorry, I, I always default to DC. When I <laughs> yeah, no. They were probably based. They probably took the name from there, I would imagine. Probably. I, yeah. I would imagine that they did. But that was... That was a fun game. That was a fun game, but for... Just because you mentioned that, I had to, to remember WCW Nitro. Times. Do you remember WCW Nitro? Nitro was great, but like, and I never owned a Nintendo 64 console, but there was never a wrestling oh, game fire. that was as good as, um, no, the WCW games, the NW, WCW. Oh, no yes, 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 no yes. No Mercy, mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. four player, like, like there were the, the, some of the first ones that had like 3D models, 3D characters, you can create, make custom characters. I used to, in high school, I used to go to a friend's house, and we used to play those games for hours because we would have four-man tag matches. Nobody's going to let anybody win in that situation. You're going to knock the guy off. So we would just yeah. be knocking somebody off for hours. And 64. Playing that game. That game was fun. That game was definitely awesome, too. Yeah. What else you got? Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna try and wrap this up real quick. NBA Jam, that was a game I used to play. Shakalaka. Crazy in the Ooh, arcades. Yeah. In the arcades. That was another game. You, that could not, you could not beat me in the arcades. That's I had how a strategy, good I was though. back then. I had a strategy that made me almost unbeatable in that game. What, I could block. underneath the Tell that to Giannis and tell You have to stay not underneath the basket. I think it was closer to the, closer foul to the top of the paint, and you could block any shot. Three-pointers, mm-hmm. two-pointers, dunks. I used to beat people in that game like 34 to 4. He's on fire! I would just stand there and be like, and then you, you would block the shot or you would just push them and steal the basketball. And that would be the like, I, I was good at I was good at pushing people. <laughs> I played defense. You know, throw it elbows. Tell that to the Greek. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they should they should bring that thing back. They should they really should. I thought they did actually bring but it back with a new, version. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think they went fully all the way with the new rosters. NBA that, Street wasn't bad. That was a pretty good interpretation. NBA Street was pretty good, also. You know, so um, just rounding out this thing, Shadow of Colossus was a great game that I used to play. Yeah. You forget about that. That was fighting nothing, the giants. Nothing but boss battles. Oh, That's all it was. I used to have that. Yep. It was nothing but boss battles. It's a recent PlayStation Two. PlayStation, PlayStation, two. PlayStation, two. PlayStation, PlayStation two. PlayStation two. PlayStation two game. So yeah, I definitely PlayStation. I was deep into that Metal Gear Solid. Mm, obviously, yeah, a classic that game. Holds a special place in my heart too. That that was, remember, that was the one where you used to have to wait twenty minutes for a cutscene to finish, right? Yeah, and you couldn't skip it. Yeah, the first time you couldn't. Yeah, that game was more of a movie. movie. It was. It was. It was. That's, that's why I loved it because to me, like that was one of the first games that I saw, and I was like. This this isn't a compelling story. This I mean, could be a movie. Granted, same, it was over dramatic. Same mm-hmm. with The Last yeah. of Us. Last of Us. Well, The Last of Us. I've never played that. Definitely. Come on, man. never played that. You know what? No. You reminded me. That's definitely got to be on my list because that game is unbelievable. I never got a chance to play. ASAP. Thank you for, for and, reminding and me. And like The Last of Us, there's a game that's coming out later this year. I actually can't wait for it to come out. I'm looking forward. To, uh, to its release, oh. it's called Days Gone. Yes, 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 yes. I've seen some of the trailers and stuff like that. Ever yeah. since the E3 2016 um, trailer um, 
was shown back in 2016, obviously. <laughs> um, I've been looking forward to that game. It, it, it's I just think, like amazing. I think I have to give you guys a little bit of a peek into this game because this looks pretty ridiculous. But like, just to give you an idea, like The Last of Us, also the storyline in that is utterly incredible. Like, just like Metal Gear Solid, it's definitely is this a, a sequel to. No, it's a totally oh, original a totally game. I think it's made by the same people. Right? Yeah, but it's but a totally original game. It looks very familiar. But it's a totally original mm-hmm. game. I think some of the gameplay is also t- and the campaign, similar, yeah. but it's, it looks it's beautiful. a different yeah. game. It's and the campaign game. is going to be very compelling because it's basically in a post-apocalyptic world. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, majority like of the population has yeah. been mm-hmm. turned into zombies. Uh, so this is this is very Walking Dead-ish. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, but yeah, Metal Gear Solid. And you got to take really good care of your bike because that's your means of transportation. Yeah. You know, you got to do all these upgrades and whatnot. And then you could choose to camp at night to avoid the zombie hordes. But then, yeah, if you're working sick. during the day, though, you have to avoid all the humans out there who are really effed up. And let me guess, this is on PlayStation, right? Yeah. Yes, only Some PlayStation. Of, all the Sony, all these Sony, like, like Sony's uh, last killing us. me because you know what? We have, all we have comes no, out for This is an Xbox house. You know, you can't, you can't have one console anymore. No, well, we have, we have an Xbox 360. Sony owns God of War. Sony One. owns Days Gone. Mm-hmm. We've got a Switch. Mm-hmm. Last of Us is a Sony pro- kind of property. Exactly. There's uh, a lot of good Sony properties. <laughs> Admittedly, I, I have to admit that Sony has a lot of good properties. And you, I don't think that's what I, I don't have a console anymore, but I may get a PS4 again just for this game. Yeah. You know what? Actually, like, I, Days Gone. I didn't ever get a PS3. Walt gave me his old PS3, and that was only because somebody gave me The Last of Us, and I really wanted to play it. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, well, I'm not using the PS3 anymore. I was like, well, well give me that system right this away. This is the new Last of Us. Yeah, this no. game is going to be freaking awesome. I, I, I have to get a cool. PS4 Pro just so I can play this and Last of Us 2 when that comes out. You cannot. Yeah. You have to get Last I'll give you back your PlayStation 3 <laughs> so that you can play Last of Us because I have it. It is an incredible game. It is an incredible experience. It is an incredible story. I am so glad that you reminded me of this game because I probably wouldn't have mentioned it. This, this of, of the games of the last few years, this might be my favorite game of the last few years. That's how good this game is. I like, remember at least talking about the or game at least last. single player game of the mm-hmm. last few years. This is definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I gotta check it out. That means I'm gonna have to spend some money on the PlayStation then. <laughs> Son of a basketball. Well, yeah, so, for the PlayStation Four. The, yeah, for the, the new, new one. one you know? Days Gone for Last of Us Two. So mm-hmm. the la- the last couple of things that I have on my list, um, I have to mention Silent Hill. Yeah. Silent Hill. I was never a Resident <laughs> Evil fan, but Silent Hill for me was just it was it was amazing because. It, what where Resident Evil was more of a of a gore fest, mm-hmm. Silent Hill was all about atmosphere. I was just terrorizing yeah. you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Random Jiblinski. people like with Jablinski games came on. <laughs> Shout out to Jack Black. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Silent Hill. Do you remember? Um, it was kind of random, but there was one night we were playing it. A lot of weird stuff started happening around your house. Weird sounds. I've, I've had that happen. Quite a bit because not only did that happen to, to me with Silent Hill, mm-hmm. I remember one time I wanted to watch um, The Exorcist. I've never seen The Exorcist oh, I have before. A story about that. 1973. I'll have, I'll yeah. have to sag actually because I have a story about watching The Exorcist. Okay. That you guys are gonna enjoy. But go ahead. So, go ahead. what what I did was um, I was actually home alone um, in my apartment in Astoria, and I wanted to watch The Exorcist. I had never seen it before, and this was around the time that. The Exorcist, the the one that 
remake. Uh, the Canada. remake, right. Exactly. The version you've never seen. That's what exactly. they Exactly. That's the what one, I saw. The one that had the crab walk, right? Mm-hmm. So at the time, Blockbuster was still a thing. <laughs> yeah. At the time, VCR was still a thing. one more left? Well, that's true. But at it's the time, not a thing here, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Wait, where is it? It's, oh, it's like, like in Canada Utah, or Alaska or something. Like or something. Like no, that. it's in the United States. Yeah. What? It's in Utah or Montana or something like that. Oh my God. Thank God. So anyway, <laughs> this this was at the time where we still had VCRs, right? Uh huh. So I, I was I was watching it, and I think I had a VCR DVD combo. Yes. Yeah. Right. I that that's what I remember. So one time I put it in. I started watching it, and I made sure I watched it after midnight. Mm-hmm. In the dark with nobody in the house, mm-hmm. right? Started watching it. Wasn't all that impressed because I am a horror fan. Windows closed, windows open. Window, uh, everything was, I don't remember. I think it was just windows closed, right? <laughs> Setting the right stage. So what I decided to do, I said, okay, um, I'm continuing to watch. And all of a sudden, the VCR turned on by itself. And it tried to eject a videotape that, when we that was not so. It was so. Then it happened twice. It did happen when we were right? It, it tried to VCR or was trying to really work, but it only happened those two times. Yeah, when yeah. it tried to eject a videotape that wasn't in there, and it turned on by itself. Nobody and remember this is before uh, remote controls That's and the remote control things. was you telling the kid to go stand by the TV. You know what I'm saying? Hit the button. Hit the button. Hit the button. Do it, boy. I had that. You lost it. Yeah, I had that thing. So that was my Silent Hill exorcist moment. The last game I want to talk about, well, I have two more. And I want the last one, I'm going to save it because it's something that you and I did. But the the next one was Mass Effect. The love of Mass Effect. Mass Effect was incredible. It was the greatest game of all time. I would play it. I played that campaign like four or five times. Mm-hmm. You know, that's effective. Awesome. The whole series was pretty damn good. But the last game uh, that I that I have to mention, and this is more of a memory because I was never any good at it, and I never I played the first two, mm-hmm. never played the the third or the fourth. Gears of War. Yeah. yeah. So the reason I mentioned Gears of War <laughs> is because we used to play. You and I used to play it online. Mm-hmm. We had a certain strategy. Mm-hmm. I would go out, get myself killed. And then you would come around and kill the people that killed me, right? <laughs> I was really good at Gears of War. I and I was really bad it. at Gears of War. So that's what that was my strategy. I would lure them out, they would murder me, and then you would murder them afterwards. As long as you as long as one of us survived, it was okay, because then you would just be revived at the next checkpoint. Hey, so we won a couple of matches out. that way, right? We played that the same way that we did Halo, though. Like we would be like, all right, this guy in our six. Like, let's go around this corner over here. We had, like, the same, like, strategy-minded, uh, like, gameplay for that game. But yeah. I remember sometimes we would do, like, little one-on-ones or one-on-twos, and I would still kill him and, like, and like Hector would be playing or something like that. That's true. I would take them both on. I would kill them both. Um, yeah, we were yeah, pretty bad. Gears of War is definitely on my list, too, because that would probably be one of the other games that I played, like, to exhaustion. I would play that game until, like, 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, five nights a week. Like... With a, with a full-time job that I had to wake up and be there at like 8 o'clock in the morning, I would still play this game until 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. And I think you put a meme up actually on the Instagram page a little while back where it's like uh, somebody like at like 11 o'clock. It's like, just one more game. I just, and then... Yeah, I hate myself. <laughs> like 5 o'clock in the morning. I just... I, just I hate myself. I, I, got a, I got a memory. Remember Tecmo Bowl? Yeah, of course. <laughs> 
Tecmo Bowl. Tecmo Bowl was one of these things that we played until like in the wee hours of night, right? Yeah, of course. You know, of course, that was one of those games that we stayed up quite late to finish up too. But yeah, that was, that's another good memory there too. All right, so I don't have as much an extensive list of video games as Walt, Meta, and all these other guys here do, but I still do have quite an interesting list, and I'm just being off the top of my head right now. So I'm going to start off with my coming-of-age video game, and that is Wolfenstein. That's right, BJ Blaskovich. Wolfenstein TV! <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, I freaking love that game. That game is my coming-of-age game because, let's see, I... Okay, I started off like around around the Call of Duty era, so to speak, mm-hmm. like when it comes to FPS games oh, and shooters and whatnot. Love that in those games. Yeah, yeah, but World War II Call of Duty, that yeah. not, not this new modern PC. futuristic crap. Call, Call of Duty, Duty the zombies, right? Yes. Call of Duty zombies. And that was World at War Call of Duty, mm-hmm. not all this futuristic crap. And <laughs> but yeah, so freaking um, Wolfenstein, it, and I say Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein. Not, not Wolfenstein, because you know it sounds better that way. I'm just saying. And yeah, so the I actual name. Yeah, so yeah, Wolfenstein is my favorite coming of age. It's my coming of age game because it was basically called the World War II Call of Duty mixed with sci-fi, and it was very gory and very bloody. It, it was just all-out extreme, and you just see the Nazis or Nazis, I should say, from Inglorious Bastards, Nazis. from a whole different, different type of light or darkness, I should say, because um, you <laughs> see um the the antagonist, I believe his name was Death's Head. That shed, whatever, and um, he was basically this evil Nazi scientist who um was um <laughs> was resurrecting Nazi. all was resurrecting all these dead Nazis. That's just Nazi. Yeah. Nazi. He's basically like creating like a somewhat of a zombie army, and um, what do you call this? All these like crazy robots and whatnot. All this futuristic crap. And um, was it point- on the Soldier Boy Council? I do not know that. Nazis. That is a good. That's a good question. Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> I would have to look into it. So, you know, like a lot of that stuff in Wolfenstein is based off Wolfenstein. Supposed, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. A lot of the Wolfenstein uh, gameplay <laughs> and storyline <laughs> is based off of like some reported like occult stuff that Hitler was into. That's it what is. Came up with the storyline, and that's why it's so awesome mm-hmm. because it's. It's World War II, but from a sci-fi effed up perspective. With freaking Mecha Hitler, dude. Like, yeah. It was sick. <laughs> and I nuts. freaking love it. And then, you know, you have all these new modern Wolfenstein games that came out in years past. Like, you had almost the, the New Order mm-hmm. in 2014. Yeah, you have that the, was pretty good. The too. New Colossus. These are awesome games. And it's scary, too, if you think about it. Because you see, like, a what-if scenario. What if Nazi Germany won World War II, you know, and... You know, took over the United States, and this coinc- yeah, and this coincides with that this Amazon show yeah. called "The Man in the High Castle," and it's really scary. But you know, we have our all-American badass here, B.J. Blaschkovich from Wolfenstein. Yes, Nazis, the Germans. Yes, and <laughs> it's just awesome, man. Like Wolfenstein, that's just my game right there. And Call of Duty World World at War, that's my favorite Call of Duty ever that came out in two thousand eight, mm-hmm. which is already eleven years ago. And that's where wow. Nazi zombies started. Yeah. And I love that. And, it is. and that's where it originated. It it's some it's somewhat related to Wolfenstein in the Nazi zombie sci-fi sense, World War II era-ish. And speaking of Nazi zombies, this is not about video games, but there's this movie called Overlord that came out at the end of last year. Metatron and I've been wanting to watch that. Right, Metatron? And yet we have not watched it. We saw it, it was good. 
Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. But yeah, putting that aside, that's a movie that apparently Metatron, apparently Metatron and I um been wanting to watch, but we have to check it out. Um, but now moving away from Wolfenstein and Call of Duty World at War, another of my favorite video games would be Mercenaries Playground of Destruction. Oh yeah. Playground of Destruction. It lives up to its hype, lives up to its name. You destroy the crap out of everything in sight. Um, the game takes place in North Korea. You're a mercenary. Obviously, the name is the name of the game is Mercenaries, and um, you're um, basically going up against an evil communist regime. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna get into the politics, but you, you get the idea. And basically, there's like this whole thing called the Deck of Fifty Two, and these are like fifty two high ranking North Korean uh, uh, generals, and you gotta kill them all basically to get to the top <laughs> to you know somewhat liberate North Korea. And you get. And since you're a mercenary, you, you don't pledge allegiance to one nation. You get to help whoever the hell you want to help. You can help the Barakva, which is the Russian mob. You can help the South Koreans or, you know, the U.S. or or even freaking China or even these pirates, I think. I don't know. I don't know why. I think there was Jamaicans in that game. But whatever. But the point is, <laughs> you, can, you ah, can help people. Far Cry 3, yeah, the pirates, exactly. Rook Islanders. They're everywhere. But okay, so there's Mercenaries Playground Destruction. Another game I'm really into is Destroy All Humans. Dude. I miss that game. Dude. Oh my gosh. These are games that I, I grew up with, man. And basically, you play as this character called Cryptus Bridium 137 or 136, whatever. And then his homeboy is like his master, so to speak, Orthopox 13. And then when he died, his name is Holopox. <laughs> but he, it was really cool. It was, it was a very comedic game, but it was really hilarious. It was fun and hilarious at the same time. Um, as the game implies, you know, you get to destroy all humans. The I think re I remember the whole point of the game was to extract human brain stems, um, to like create like like an like alien empire, empire like or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I, I remember the very first game you started off on um, crash landing in like freaking like some middle America countryside. You had really good graphics too. Like, yeah, for the time. it was nice. Yeah, and then you started off by killing cows. Because they thought those were the natives of Earth. <laughs> but then, then Orthopox found out, oh, the natives of Earth are humans. And they have the brain stems we're looking for to create, you know, like, you know, our next future of the Fearon Empire. The Fearons are the aliens. That's, like, that's their species. Whole species, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and basically the game was awesome. Um, it was a great franchise. I just wonder why they didn't continue it. It's been a long time. Same with Mercenaries. Um, but yeah, that's Destroy All Humans. Another one would be um. There's a PC game. It's called Total War Rome. The Total War um oh, yeah, yeah. series War is awesome, series. and it's not just Rome. You know they have Total War the Japan, the Shogun. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. to, they have all this crap. And Total War Rome is my favorite because you know Walt would know when it comes to the ancient world. Um, I'm more of like ancient Rome. He's more of an ancient Japan kind of guy. Yep. But um, yeah, we're into that kind of stuff. And the reason I love Total War Rome is because the whole the all the Total Rome games, they're all about strategy. Yes. You know, it's you gotta build up good. armies. Right? You're the commander. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you have to build up armies, you have to take charge of the economy. Yep. You control trade, you control production, you know, just to see, you know, how far you, you can just, make it. You're taking over everything. Exactly. You're taking control of everything. That so yeah, me. Total War Rome is, is just awesome. That's definitely one of my favorite games ever. I love strategy games like that. Yeah, and then oh. another one um in regards to sports, um Jose Jose over here reminded me 
of the Fight Night um fight the Fight Night franchise. I love those games so much. I don't know why it hasn't continued. The last Fight Night game was in 2011, apparently yeah, Fight Night Champion. Champions. But no one really played that, that game. Long? Yeah, 2011. It's been like freaking like eight years. Out with what? 2004 was the first one. 2005, second one. 2006 was the third one, which is the last one I really played. And then 2009 was the fourth. But one, Fight Night Round Four, which is your that, favorite. That right? was my favorite one. That was what I was gonna say. Fight Night Round Four mm -hmm. was my favorite because the gameplay mechanics, the graphics, it was just awesome. The one after that, Fight Night Champion. Amazing, yeah, but Champions I heard was Champion wasn't. All that though, I is didn't it, like. Is it is it a, a deal with licensing and stuff? Because I have no I, idea. Because ever since ever since then, they've gone and they've they've transitioned into the UFC. Yeah, right? true. That's all the games that they make now, basically. Exactly. So is it UFC, the UFC is, is more of uh -huh. a Sports league, games, yeah. right? It's mm -hmm. more of a league. So right. the the fighters. I mean, it, under that umbrella, true. is it could it be that the reason that they're not doing boxing games? Well, is possibly. That, I mean, Fight Night was created by EA, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. EA created the uh, UFC game. Exactly. I was gonna say maybe like it's because like we, we talked about points. this. We talked about this a little while back. How these old these new boxing promotions are kind of popping up and separating boxing. Exactly. A bit. So you have to get licensing probably for this promotion and this promotion and this promotion. And this so maybe promotion. that's Where, the whereas it's not under one umbrella, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's why UFC is so much easier. It's just like ask Dana White. <laughs> you don't have to ask. Nice what you're else. saying, but um, that's a shame though. That was such. That was one of. That was probably my favorite combat. But I feel like. Of all time. But I feel like they should continue the franchise though. They, even but if, it's, they don't it's have to have real boxers. You know, they if they don't want to, right? Like, because that's the problem. If, it'd still be fun. If you, you know? look at the mobile games, they have boxers. the they have the um you the can? Rocky. the yeah. Rocky games. Yeah, right? yeah, I played that game. Right? What is it? Uh, real right. boxing, real boxing and stuff. Which is kind of it so kind of has the gameplay mechanics of, exactly. of Fight Night a little bit. You swipe on the phone. Though. So they can make it for motions. mobile. Why don't they do it for console? I don't you understand. Know? It doesn't make it sense. And what you do is, like you said, instead of using real boxers, maybe you do a Creed yeah. fighting game or, or a Rocky fighting game. I think game. they have games like that you know? well, for like mobile, I, yeah. I heard. Right, they do. That's what I yeah, that's what I'm saying. saying the, that's the one that we... Game. We we play the the rocking. No, but then game. again, though, in regards to like a but boxing make it on, game, make it on console, yeah. right? But in regards to yeah, boxing games, though, wouldn't you want to see authentic fighters in the game? Because think about it, you, oh, you, no, because absolutely. you UFC, 100%. you're seeing real UFC fighters. No, 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 I, I agree. It's but, no different with boxing. But, I mean, the, you but want... the thing is, there's not a boxing game. At least put a boxing yeah, game. Yeah, at least make it. Or, right, console, or what you do is build up the the excitement for it. Right, exactly. And and what you do. Do just get back into it, period. And yeah. just do a robust creative fighter. Or, right? or if and you And then want. you can create your own fighters. Sure. Or do a, a community kind of like the way they do with Soul Calibur now where you have – or the WWE games. Right? Yeah. How many how many of those yeah. you have community-made fighters yeah. or, and you just download them? You could do something like that, that with boxing, right? Like that. You could, yeah, you, you could know? go that route. You could say like I don't know. You could take like one of the bigger promotions, maybe like one of the more famous. Because what is it? De La Hoya has some promotion now, right? Like I said, yeah, De La Hoya has one. Maybe you take like a stable, boy. you know? Like you know. it's not ideal, but like yeah, like wouldn't you rather at least have that awesome combat gameplay, like back somehow? Even and, if it doesn't have real boxers, it kind of sucks. And listen, at the end of the day, these guys are going to look at it and they're yep. going to say, "Well, you know what? This game is making boxing. Maybe I make uh, it's making money." Yeah, maybe I attach my name to it. You know true, what I'm true, true, true. So, come on, EA, get Fight Night out there. Get but aside night. from the Fight Night franchise, let's also put yeah. out the Lord of the Rings: Shadow of War, Shadow oh, of Mordor um, series. Cool. I haven't finished the first one. Shadow of Mordor, arguably the best Lord of the Rings game ever. Um, the, the, the Shadow series? No, Shadow of Mordor is the first. Oh, Shadow of War is the second. That's the one I have. But what made Shadow of um, Mordor the Shadow series, I should say, um, amazing is that. There's something called the Nemesis system. Walt, you would know about it. Yep. Um, basically, um, awesome. you basically have beef with like one orc, 
And um, he really he really hates you to the point where y'all are already like rivals, like you know Batman and Joker, so to speak. And um, that became even better in the second game because now you could have like multiple nemeses, I believe, mm-hmm. right? And it's just awesome. You even um, and they progress get, too, right? Yes, that's the awesome. They thing get about they it. Yeah. even get better. You know, they got they, higher level in the first one, but they didn't get like many new abilities. The only real way to end your beef is to decapitate him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah that was exactly. it. Because if they escape, yeah. right? They had the possibility of going and beating another another orc and rising in the ranks. That's right. It's a power vacuum. Exactly. Steal their soul, but that wouldn't kill them all the time or something yeah. like that. And also, yeah. you get to ride a felpies. You get you get to control felpies. So it's, that, that it's similar right to Grand I just used to like. That <laughs> yeah, that except awesome. your your rides eat people. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the fun in that game definitely was the nemesis system. But I used to love like you know you would you would get the. I would always find like a weak orc, like a weak leader orc, and like get yeah. intel from him because I know I could go back and kill him later because you got the intel you couldn't you you didn't kill them in that moment. Mm-hmm. So I would always find that orc, get intel on one of the more powerful ones, and the fun it was always like yeah. planning out like how am I gonna beat this guy? Because like you can't <laughs> like you know they had their certain strengths where it's like you couldn't use certain attacks on them or like they would go berserk if they saw animals or something like that, like certain beasts. Oh, you know it was really cool yeah. when when you got when um. Or they were in front of a fire. You, but, yeah. you sick the wargs on them, right? And they were vulnerable to it? Yeah. Have you seen that? They, they run away scared. They, no, they, no, yeah, yeah, I know. No, but the certain what I'm talking are, about certain that, ones killing one shot. Everyone has different weaknesses. Mm-hmm. That's so what I love drop about the, it. You drop the bees. The, the oh, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, do, and then... It is, they scatter. They scatter, yeah. and, then, and then you... You find a way to just get wards to just come down on that camp <laughs> and do the dirty work for you. Exactly. You know what I'm you're just saying. chilling on a perch. Exactly. Plotting out ways to do that was always fun. Like I said, it was yeah, always a different way of killing somebody. Yeah. You know. And I love the Shadow series so much, and especially the second one. But what I don't like about the second one is that um, I'll, this is really cool. You get to fight a Balrog, but they just didn't do him they justice. Fight you. What? They fight you. They fought my brother Targaryen. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, what I don't like is that they, they didn't do they didn't do him justice though. Dude, they gotta put you in the game so you can really show them what a battle rock. Yeah, exactly. they didn't do him justice because they put my brother underwater on the ice. That kind of sucks. <laughs> they ruined like one of the most powerful. Put a fire breathing monster under ice. It was so disrespectful. <laughs> Spitting on Mordegoth's name. Disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> my battle rock brother's name, man. Um. So. I'm gonna end it with one more. It's the Batman Arkham games. I don't know why none of y'all mentioned it. Yeah, the, Ar- the Arkham series. I still haven't finished any of them. I have got all three of them. Oh, and they're all. And well, I'm surprised you didn't. I didn't. I'm surprised you didn't mention the Ace Combat games because you're into I, aircraft. Yes, and and I told you, I have. We have the new Ace Combat. I'm dying for you to try it. Yes, you know? uh, Peacock guys. Um, y'all listening. Walt is notorious for buying the latest video games and not playing them at all, <laughs> let alone opening yeah. them. <laughs> so he has, a, yeah, he has them, but he has a lot to catch up on at the same yeah. time. Oh well, it's but, like um, Golden Age of TV and movies right now. It's, yeah, there's yeah. So much. It's, yeah, there's so much to do. Like, like for example, there's there's a ton of shows that we used to watch. I can't watch any of them anymore because there's just no time. It's life, man. man. Yeah, especially if a family. Uh, but um, yeah, in regards to the Arkham series, though, like... Like Shadow, the Shadow series, the Shadow of, Mor- of Mordor, Shadow of War series, whatever you want to call it, is the best Lord of the Rings video game franchise ever. The Batman Arkham series is the, are the best Batman games ever, hands down. Because... The best you, superhero games ever. 
Probably. Possibly. I, can't, I, can't I mean, I'm not going to get to that. I'm not going to get to that level because I haven't played all superhero games, so I can't say Spider-Man that. But Batman games, yes. Oh yeah, the Spider-Man games are really good. Also, Spider-Man games are pretty Superman, good. Superman, they're close. They've Superman never, they've cool. never made a good Superman they've game. Always been terrible. Because you, you can't know. really. He's invincible, man. How, so yeah, that's the thing. How There's do you no have Avengers game? Super- Actually, no, there is. There was an Avengers game. You remember the the one that was hooked up to the Connect, where no. you actually had to fight, like literally stand up and fight. You don't know. You, I'm telling you, there was a Connect game for the Xbox. It was Avengers, and you had to. This literally, must be like the early 2010s. Yeah, it was. It was the, like at the very beginning of it. I, I think it was called. Decade. And you had to literally stand up and and fight. You know, that was one of the things. I got to see this. Battle Avengers for Earth. Battle for Earth. Yes, I think that's what it was called. Yeah, but like back going back to that Superman. Venom. Well, Superman crazy. is supposed to be invincible. Is How is game? he getting wrecked by bullets and crap like that? Yeah, See, like, one, of, one of the games, though, like one of the Superman games, the premise was like he didn't even die; the city died. You had to, you had the city had a life meter. And if the city got destroyed, <laughs> that's how you lost it. I guess game. that's a, a way to what? do it. Yeah, that's one of the Superman games. That came. I think it was the N64 Superman game that was like universally panned. Oh my goodness. Mistaken. You remember what I'm talking about? No. You no. just reminded me of another game we used to have for the PS3. Remember the Incredible Hulk game that I always oh, used to play? that used to be cool. That was a good old world game too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh. I used to love those games. That was amazing. That was really cool. Is that is that the one that you can literally you can get, break the 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 yeah, car in you, half? We even got the Hulk Buster. You could use it as yeah, his fist, exactly. just like in the movie, basically, right? Yeah, you could use That's the dope. car. And there was the old Iron Maps. Man games. Punch people. We used to fly around as Iron Man. You remember that? Those were decent. Uh, Those weren't bad. Yeah, they weren't I the greatest things in the world. Don't remember. And Crackdown why. is a better superhero game than most superhero games. If you think sure. <laughs> the best superhero game I played aside from. The Batman games and the Spider-Man it's games Batman would be game. the That's Ultimate Alliance games. Those were fun. That's like a 2009 game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a old, little bit older old sure. game. It but it was it was more cooperative. Time is fun. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, we haven't even like I'll dig into some like really old games here in a minute. Like there's a couple more that I got to talk about here. But you know, I, I want to say kind of back a little bit for a second just to tell you guys the Exorcist story that I mentioned because yes, it's an interesting yes. one. Um, so so when I first went to see the Exorcist, I like you never saw the original version first. I saw the version you've never seen with all the added stuff, the crab walk, the mm-hmm. flashes of the demon's face when lights get turned off in certain scenes and stuff like that. And like the movie itself was definitely I don't know, I thought it was a little creepy. I'm not really I don't really get scared by horror movies, but like there was something to that one more so than other horror movies, a little scarier to me. Um but I went with some friends. We were at a movie theater. And it was myself, uh, my friend Michael, um, and our, my, this is in college, my friend Adriana, my friend Rocio, and my friend Jennifer. We went to go see this movie, all of us together, in like the afternoon. So we went to a movie theater. First of all, we were the only people in this movie theater except for one person. Okay, he's going to come up again. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Who is this one person? And nothing, nothing too crazy happens, but he will come up again, I promise you. So we're sitting in the movie theater, and like we pretty much get through the whole movie, and you know it's, un- it's uneventful. You're watching the movie with a, with a couple of girls, so they're grasping you a little bit more tightly during the scary scenes. So you know, good times. But so we're watching the movie, and then we're getting to near the end of the movie. Okay, so you guys all remember the scene 
where we're talking about 19, we're talking about 1973 here, right? Yeah, we're talking about the Exorcist, right. but this yeah. was again this was the re-release no, yeah, with the added scenes, but it afterwards. is it's the same movie. Okay, just want to make sure. Same, same movie, movie. just a couple more scenes, a couple more like little. Don't think this is my favorite horror movie ever. Best horror movie ever. It won't be really that different. 1973. It's definitely one of the best ones. I would my favorite. It's it's up there for sure, for sure. But so the interesting part about that scene is you remember the scene at the end when when they're really fighting the devil basically and the whole house is starting to fall apart. They see their breath because it's so cold in the room and like all this crazy stuff starts to happen, right? So we're in the movie theater, in the movie theater, and I'm gonna have to do this. It's gonna ruin the sound, but so when the house starts to crack basically at the seams, it's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this to to drown out that background noise. When the house starts to crack at the seams, you hear from every corner of the movie theater. Banging on the walls, on the ceiling, on the floor of the movie theater. And it couldn't have been sound from other theaters because it was coming from every corner of the movie theater. Okay? It sounded this like it was from the movie, right? This was not in the movie. This was not in the movie. This was in the movie theater. You could hear banging sounds around the movie theater. All around you. All around the movie theater, okay? okay. Not like constant, but like, you know, you would see the wall crack. Bang. And question, it wasn't movie theater question, sound effect. Are you sitting all the way at the back of the theater? We were sitting in the center of the theater. Oh, oh, that's, 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 that's not it. Okay. I want to control the corners or something. You know, Number two. That has an explanation. That has an explanation. Number two, the movie theater, you know how they get it gets really cold and they can see their breath? I'm not saying I'm sorry, that's I'm how far away. I'm, I'm going to cut you off. Where's that one person sitting? We're going to get to him. Yeah. We're going to get to him. The movie theater, like, well, the scene is like really, it's really cold in that movie scene. The movie theater suddenly got, and we all noticed it. It wasn't just me. Everybody that sat was sitting in the movie theater was like, did it just get like 10, 15 degree, degrees colder in this movie theater? Like it literally got colder like that in the movie theater, okay? So that was freaky, all right? I like so was, cold spots. That was just some of the freaky like okay, okay. stuff that was happening around us. And the guy, okay, so it's not too weird, but I will say this much. The, the only other person that was in that theater was sitting behind us, if you wanted to know. We were sitting a few rows behind us. We were near the center of the movie theater. He never blinked. How would you know? He never, because when we went, whenever we would get, when we got into the theater, he was sitting like this, <laughs> unblinking, okay. staring at the movie theater screen, okay. not moving with his hands on his knees. I was curious a couple of times. I would look back, not blinking, not moving, hands on his knees, totally still. We got up to leave the movie, not blinking. Not moving. After the movie. Hands on his knee. Yeah, after the movie was over. Totally still. We were leaving the movie theater. He still hadn't blinked or moved. Uh, that's a prank. For that's the entire prank. movie. It sounds like a prank, but like he looked like a real person. The movie theater got instantaneously cold in seconds, and it was shaking from loud sounds and bangs. And he was staying still the whole time? Is, is this a real person? I thought well, we weren't sure, but he definitely looked like one. He definitely looked like a real person. That oh, that's, that's creepy. It okay. was freaky, dude. Like when I remember The Exorcist, I don't even remember all the scary parts of the movie. I remember the fact that there was a crazy person sitting behind us in the movie theater, literally tried to kill us. But <laughs> that's my Exorcist memory, I guess. That's that's a little bit of a memory based on that horror stuff right there. Okay, so that's my creepy Exorcist story. Um, so to this day, obviously, I think about how weird that is. But we're talking about video games, so I'm going to give you guys a couple more games that have some fond memories for me so we can wrap this thing up over here so let's go back to pc games for a second and uh this is also a console game now but uh i remember the days when deus ex was a pc only game 
And that game, that game was super derivative, but awesome at the same time. Because if you remember, if any of you played that game, it pulled elements of the Matrix. It pulled from, it pulled from, I'm not even going to list. It pulled from so much sci-fi, like Men in Black, like, like all this different sci-fi to create this world. Blade Runner. Blade Runner for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, The story is essentially you're this, you're this guy that is in the future that's fitted with like, basically like these bionic enhancements because there's normal people in the future there's people who have like different bionic abilities and like that play factored into the gameplay too because it was so fun about it it was kind of like cracktown in a sense is that you got different upgrades so you can make a guy jump higher or punch through walls or see through walls or like be able to aim better run faster uh run without like making a sound like you could upgrade all this stuff you can make him hack stuff easier or faster better lot picking locks so it was like an RPG first-person shooter game, kind of. And again, it's one of those games that pulled from a lot of different places, but the storyline was really good, and the world was huge. There was so much to do in this world. And like the way that they approached the gameplay to me is so cool because it was one of the one of the games that really highlighted early on like the 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 multi the multiple ways to solve one problem. Like you could find you could like work on your charisma and find somebody to give you a door code, or like you could hack the door using a computer on the other side. Of That's the, like the Fallout. Office. It's a little bit like with, Fallout. with the Pit Boy. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a little bit like Fallout. It was probably influenced by Fallout too, but like it, it's it's definitely like yeah, it had that sort of multiple approach to solving every every different situation. They've since made a bunch of sequels. The second one on PC wasn't very good, but the ones that have come out uh, recently. Um, for Xbox, Human uh, Evolution, uh, Human Revolution, um, and what was the name of the other one? Well, the Fall came out for console, but like, yeah, like the ones, the ones that have come out recently, although they're very good, I wouldn't say that they quite mankind, live up to the awesome. Mankind United, Mankind Divided, uh, Divided, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Thank you for reminding me what the name of that one. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, Deus Ex to me, the PC version from way back in the days is still to this day one of my favorite PC games. Right, so another game that I really enjoyed, another PC game that you guys might not have heard of, was a real-time strategy game in the vein of uh, Command and Conquer. You guys know that game for sure, right? Of course. Yeah. You don't know Command and Conquer? I don't. I'm surprised you don't know Command and Conquer because that's a really popular one. But that's Command and Conquer is very much like Halo Wars. Yeah. Oh, is it okay. similar to Quake Wars? Homeworld? Yeah. Homeworld is in space, oh. so that's why I liked it even better because it was like Command and Conquer, but in 3D. You could go like up, down, left, right, and like it was Let's space go. combat, dude. It was like you could build all these different ships. It was kind of like Star Wars, but like real time strategy mm-hmm. in a sense. And that game had excellent graphics. It had a soundtrack that was notable. It was really cool. It was kind of like it's kind of like a uh, like a precursor to Halo, kind of because there was a lot of like that Gregorian chant stuff going on, like that classical like kind of slow, like ethereal music that was behind it. So that was a really fun game that I enjoyed. Um, I have to mention, if you're talking about strategy games, for Game Boy, Advance Wars is one of the most fun games I've ever played. Remember that game. You guys might not know anything about that game either, but it's it's a very basic kind of cartoony, like, war strategy game also. And you just had to basically, there was these small maps that you would just have to take over different parts of the map or like destroy all the enemies or take over their base and you have tanks and planes and different commanders with different 
like abilities. They can have a better air force. They can have better naval ships. That's the that's the one that with every cutscene, right? You had the the little cartoons. Yeah, the little cartoons they, of them they, shooting at each other. Exactly. And then like some of them would die and some of them would survive. Mm-hmm. That would be the end of the round. Yeah, I remember that game. Kind of like that. Kind of like that. That was I loved playing that game because the strategy aspect of it was so good. It was really difficult too. Like the computer would would tear you apart if you didn't have a good strategy. So you had to really think in that game. That one was fun. And also in that vein, Final Fantasy Tactics, which, again, I'm not sure who, who else is familiar with this game, but that was a PlayStation game that came out many, many years ago. There's that so many Final Fantasy Kind of disappeared mm-hmm. for a while, too, but it's not like the other Final Fantasy games because, again, it's kind of like a small map in a, in a, it was like sort a of grid. And you had to four like, by four map, right? No, it was bigger, it was than, bigger that, than, that. than that. But like, I mean, the maps were different sizes too. But oh, like, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, basically, again, it was that's a, a hard game to game. find now, right? Yeah, it's very difficult, mm-hmm. to find. especially like um, the 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 uh, Game Boy. No, the PlayStation version is the hardest one to find because you can find the Game Boy. They came out with the Game Boy Advance version a few years ago. But again, it's just a strategy game. It's in the Final Fantasy universe, but it doesn't play anything like the other Final Fantasy games. Mm-hmm. It's not a strict RPG. It's like character classes like warriors and mages and like archers and like you had to just find different positions like high ground with the archers or get behind people with swords and it was all turn based uh, so that was a fun ground. game that was a fun game too uh civilization you were talking about total war, uh, total war oh uh, yes that's my total war civilization 2 is my total war because i mean all the computer ever did in that game was declare war on you anyway so you were oh. still in a constant state of war right? <laughs> But it was it was a fun game because a great game, yeah. But it was a great game, like just a thought provoking game, building cities, building civilizations, developing technology. And Sid Meier, that guy is super famous for like strategy games on PC. That's another one that I love. Um, and and well, you actually refreshed my memory on this game earlier. There's this random game that I guarantee almost nobody has heard of called Maelstrom, mm-hmm. which was sort of a also kind of a space strategy game, but you also had to manage different planets in like in like your little empire to to and like you know you had to manage resources on your planet. So it got a little bit deeper into not just space combat, it kind of put civilization and homeworld together. That's maybe, cool. Like yeah, based yeah. on the games that I told and you. That game was really early on because remember floppy disks. It was on floppy disks. It was on, right? it was on computer floppy disks. It came on five. So you're clearly into strategy games. games. I love strategy games. I so do. if you're really into strategy games, because you just refresh my mind here, mm-hmm. there's the best strategy game I ever played is not Total War. Mm-hmm. It's a game called by Tom Clancy, Tom Clancy's End War. That was a really good game too. But That's my favorite strategy remember. game ever. I remember the name. I've never, I've never played it. Dude, that is the only strategy game that I, at least I ever played that you play all by voice commands. So yeah. I had the headset on, the and, headset I was, and I was and I was saying, okay. um, like one tank That's unit, whatever, move to move to checkpoint Bravo. Yeah. Um, and you have, you, you would know. probably set those in with your controller, but at the same time, once you set, no, your I strategy, didn't play the controller at all. It was connected to my controller, but I was just I was just sitting there or standing, uh, whiskey five attack uh, attack tango six. Yeah. Yeah, see, but like, and, that, and, the, and, the, and these these like campaigns lasted hours, so you have to really be awake to like actually win the campaign. That's what I love about games like that, man. Like, no. you gotta think. About it was real time strategy. Move like a lot of times you have to think several moves ahead, just like chess. And you chess. had to know who to sacrifice, and yeah, 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 exactly. You had to know what who had like you know 
certain strengths and weaknesses right. compared to other units and like what kind of resources the enemy had left. It really made you think about a lot of stuff like that. But I do love strategy games, which is why I bring quite a few of them up. But I am going to venture outside of strategy games to mention a few. Um, definitely, I think this was mentioned earlier, Bioshock and oh, cool. the Bioshock series, all of them pretty much. Are some of my favorite games ever. What about Mass Effect? Nobody talked about it. He I talked did. about Mass Effect. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Don't you don't, yeah, he definitely was talking about That was Mass awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mentioned Bioshock. Mass Effect, definitely. Bioshock was mentioned by you. That's one of my favorites. And I just have to say. Ghost Recon, I talked about Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy. Well, well I was going to get to that too. Don't you worry. Because, but. <laughs> As I was. <laughs> but I only mentioned, like, I want to mention these now because we're, we're talking about Mass Effect. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, another mm -hmm. Bioware game. Uh, non-Disney non Star Wars. Non-Disney Star Wars. <laughs> KOTOR 2, Knights of the Old Republic 2, I've said this before, I'll say it again, has, I think... It's canon in my eyes. I think it should be, honestly. I think, from what I've seen, I haven't explored the other the, the other material as much as you guys have, or the Legends of the Universe, except for some of the older books from back in the day, as much as you guys have. But I am still convinced to this day that KOTOR 2 is the best Star Wars storyline that I have ever witnessed. Better than any movie, better than any book, better than any TV show, That's better than any other game. The storyline, like, for for people who didn't like The Last Jedi but liked how it deconstructed Star Wars, this would probably be your alternative. This oh, would be pause. the one that you Was like. this the one with Darth Maul? That's the first one. That's I think. Well, yeah. So what was KOTOR 2? What was it? Uh, it was a female. It was like That's a female the one of Valkyrian. Wasn't it? No. Was you said that, nihilist that, to me. Not yes, nihilist. I'm sorry. The one with Valkyrie. That's why you want me to play the first sorry, one. Sorry, so you know what? I can't spoil it. But yeah, the, like this is with Dark Nihilus. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 his, yeah. his favorite Sith Lord. And there are definitely other Valkyrian machinations. Is Meta, Meta's too. favorite Sith Lord. Mm -hmm. so. But that's another huge favorite of mine. Um, I have to give an honorable mention to Boulder's Gate because that's one of the first Bioware PC games. It's based on Dungeons and Dragons. It's based on Dungeons and Dragons system. It's one of the first games to do that effectively on PC. And it had a great sense of humor because the characters you could find were ridiculous. There was a guy who there was there was a guy who he's like this huge hulking dude. And like he would beat people up, but his secret weapon was his pet hamster. His pet hamster. He would be like, I forgot what it was called, but he would like this game didn't really have voice acting very much, but like he would attack people and you would just hear him start screaming like Rick! Attack! <laughs> In the middle of nowhere. Okay. Awesome game. Multiplayer, Team Fortress 2 has to be one yeah, of my favorite games. I'm surprised you didn't say that earlier. I had to, yeah. You know I had to mention I, that. I feel like I recognize that. Team Fortress there 2. There were a lot of memes around for the Half-Life engine. Yeah, Team Fortress 2 is like a Half-Life style game, but it's character classes. You have the heavy weapons guy. With the yes, I know what that is. The sniper. The spy, the what scouts, about, the engineers, is, all that. Wasn't it created by the same guys who created that game called Portal? That. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Portal, Half Life. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the same guys. Mm -hmm. Team Fortress, I remember that. And Team, Team Fortress is heavily awesome. modded on the community, right? Yeah, yeah. Team Fortress is based on Quake, actually. It was based mm -hmm. on the Quake engine originally. The first Team Fortress. I used to play as a sniper. Team Fortress Classic, actually. No surprise. Sniper, dude. Oh, no man. surprise. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I have to mention, that, I'm glad you mentioned that <laughs> because that's how Team Fortress was memorable to me. There was um there was a map called Two Fort. If you remember the map, there was a map with a bridge in the middle, and there were two fortresses facing each other with a second level. Yeah. And like, I would I was the the most masterful sniper in the history of video games on that particular level in Team Fortress Classic. Three sixty no scope. I remember. 
I, man. <laughs> Soldier console. Um, want to try kill? <laughs> <laughs> Team Fortress? What? what? <laughs> so I remember there was one game. I still remember the score. I was such I was so destroying the other team. Like I would shoot guys as they were coming across the bridge, like trying to get into our base. That that half the team eventually ended up switching to snipers. Okay. <laughs> but they're so scared, like yo, they were so scared. And stay I was, away from this dude. I eventually was the only sniper on my team because everybody on my team was basically like, this guy can handle it. Like, I swear yeah. to God, everybody Drew, on my you team are the sniper. switched off sniper. And I suck at games now. I'm not nearly that good at shooting games, but I played this so much. Like, life happened. Well, like, yeah, life happened, which is fine. But like, like the score, my final score in this game, I had 72 kills and I died once. Dude, that's wow. how many. That's and like KD, I said, that's your KD ratio? that was that's the highest KD ratio I've ever had Dude, in anything. That's savage. Seventy-two to one, one, and that was at the end of the game when there were six snipers on the other battlements, and I like. Oh wait, how big is one team? Uh, it's it's up to sixteen players. So they had like six snipers out of sixteen. Yeah. They all switched sides. They, they, they had no, <laughs> but they had no recourse. They had no way to beat us because. We didn't. We barely even needed my team, other than to like slow people down and set defenses with cannons, like engineered cannons and stuff yeah. like that. Just like if they got past, because they would get past me, but they would never kill me. And then, like I said, they would all switch to sniper, and I would just continuously. Because if you remember, you had to charge the shots. Yeah. You would wait like a second or two, and then you would see the guy slowly creep out to try to get a shot on you. But your yeah. red, your red dot was already where his head was about <laughs> to be. Yep. Yep. And then you just let go of your shot and watch. You would literally watch a dude explode, which was always entertaining, too. You would headshot him, and he would give all over the place. But damn. Love Team Fortress 2. Definitely the game that I would probably say I was the best at, because who the heck ever gets a 72-to-1 kill-to-death ratio? That's amazing, bro. Doesn't happen. Battlefield, I came close, which is one of the other games that I enjoyed. There was a game in Battlefield 3 where I got, I think it was about 47 kills and about 6 deaths as a sniper. And I got a half-mile shot in that game, too, one That's time. sick. Uh, one of the memories that I have from that game that's my favorite of all time is there was a map where there were multiple islands, and, you know, you could fly helicopters and stuff like that, so there were dudes coming. There was this one helicopter. The guy was a really good helicopter pilot. Like, it was almost like this dude was a helicopter pilot in real life because he was dodging everything. He would come over. There would be dudes on the guns. They were terrorizing our team, just destroying us. So I, I eventually switched to sniper in that game. I was like, we gotta take this guy out. So the it's pilot. awesome. The pilot, the pilot. Yeah, that was my, that's that's my kind of blowing my story basically. But I waited for him to come over the island because he would go back, he would fly back to their island and pick up some more people if he needed to, and they would come back around. He's the taxi driver. I waited, I waited for him to exactly. I waited for him to come right over the top of the island. And I just sniped him right in the face. Oh, <laughs> so everyone, awesome. Everyone, yeah. else, oh my god! Only one oh. guy realized what was happening and parachuted out of the helicopter <laughs> before it crashed into the water. <laughs> so it was awesome too because you saw the glass kind of crack, you saw the blood, and then oh, you saw the helicopter start to go into the water. And then that one guy was like, you oh. saw that one guy like jump out and parachute out. He's like, <laughs> so like that's awesome memory I have of Battlefield. Let that's me get so through the rest so of this stuff to you if I can. It sucks guys. for the pilot. Though. It definitely sucked for the pilot, but that was a wonderful <laughs> moment for me, man. We ended up winning that game. Whoever else was on yeah, that helicopter and didn't bail out was dumb as hell. Really dumb. <laughs> you know what, though? If you think about it, they probably, no, didn't, they probably didn't expect anything to happen because that guy was flying for like 15 or 20 minutes without him as, uh, taking even a, like, a, like a, a rocket to the side of his helicopter. 
So, like, they were probably like, we're good. This guy's never going to go down. Okay, he's landing. Oh, wait. Oh, no. <laughs> they are like, oh, no, that's the water. Oh, God. Is that blood on the windshield? <laughs> I think the guy that parachuted out probably was the guy in the passenger seat. He's probably the one. He's probably the only one. Yeah. 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 So you're like, screw everybody else. About it. Get all, out of here. All the other guys are, on, are the gunners, so they just see their gun in front of them. They don't know what's happening with the helicopter. They just see the, the helicopter. Dude, dude stop. They're like, what are you doing? Why are you diving? Oh, no. And then just everybody died. That would be a funny video to watch. <clears throat> I wish, man, I wish you could record stuff a lot more back then. But like yeah, that was that was an awesome moment from that. I have lots of fond memories of Fallout Three. Love that game. I love Fallout Four too. I actually haven't finished Fallout Four yet, which sucks. But I have finished Fallout Three. Max Payne is another game that brings back some memories. I don't know if you guys remember that game. Mm-hmm. That was so awesome for the Rockstar time. made Max Payne. Yes, yep. it was. That was that was uh, well the time before. Well, that was Grand Theft Auto had already been out for yeah. PC, but that was before Grand Theft Auto Three came out and became three D. That game brought bullet time to. Did you play the one in Brazil? Yes, it did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Those, those were all awesome. Max Payne one through three, because of the no, the noir storyline. So that was great. Uh, I got to mention Rainbow Six and Delta Force, kind of. And um, what's the other game? Oh man, that's slipping my my memory again. Um, the other Ghost Tom Clancy video games, Ghost, Ghost Recon. Yes, uh-huh. those all kind of have to be mentioned in one vein. I know it sounds like I didn't remember Ghost Recon. Why would that be a game that I like? But that was one of the first uh, Xbox games. The Xbox 360 games that came out that I spent hours and hours playing. Great combat strategy game. The original Call of Duty people for PC, not Call of Duty 4 or Call of Duty like Future or Call of Duty World at War or Soldier Call of Duty or any of these Call of Duties. Call of Duty 1 in World War II PC graphics. With health packs. With health packs. That was the Call of Duty game for me. Like Call of Duty Four was awesome too. It That's definitely cool. reinvented the, the you know the entire franchise and made it cool again. But Call of Duty One still has a, holds a soft spot in my heart. I remember playing that game late at night and being totally engrossed by the snow levels. I love the snow levels in that game. Um, another <laughs> random mention was Full Throttle for PC. You guys have no idea what that is, and that's okay. But that's a LucasArts game. Kind of in the vein of, it wasn't a Star Wars game though. It's kind of in the vein yeah, of, um, to do other games. you know, the Walking Dead games that came out by Telltale a few years ago, kind of choose your own adventure. It was like that, yeah. but it was, yeah, it was a phone game. It came out for Xbox. It was kind of like that, but the storyline was around this biker dude, basically, or has the name Full Throttle. And like, there was this big corporation that like wanted to, well, just wanted to mess with him basically. And the main villain was was named Adrian Von Rippberger, if I'm not mistaken, voiced by none other than Mark Hamill. Oh, and he did that was I think that's where he originated the Joker voice because he sounds a lot like the Joker in that game. You guys should check it out one day, some clips or something online to see what I'm talking about. But this predates, you know, the Batman animated series when he became the Joker, and he definitely had some Joker elements in there too. Um, Quick mention, I think we this is kind of going around, but it hasn't been mentioned necessarily, X-Wing and the X-Wing series. Mm-hmm. X-Wing, TIE Fighter, and X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. It's one of the best flight simulator games ever. For best sure. dog fights. Yeah. You got yeah. the best dog fights in those Absolutely. games. Absolutely. I love the, the power management system. You have to put power to the engines when you want it to go faster, or to the shields when you need to regenerate them, mm-hmm. to your lasers when you really like need to get into combat. Like Such a good dog fighting game. Good storyline, too. Once... once TIE Fighter came around, and you got to play as the Empire, 
had a really cool story in that game also. Uh, sports games, I got to mention NHL 94. That was where you could make your character's head bleed. Yeah. <laughs> which was mentioned in a famous movie that I enjoy called Swingers. They, they actually play that mm-hmm. game in the movie, and they, they try to, to get the character's head to bleed. They don't even try to play the game. They just try to make the character bleed <laughs> and to get the ambulance or whatever to run them over. Um, what? I mean, <laughs> what? Sounds like something Metatron would do, but yeah, okay. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. The, the, the emergency vehicle would come and run people over in that game. And in Madden, originally, too. They, you could be run over by the ambulance. Yeah, um, they take you out on stretcher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. SimCity is another game I have to mention. Everybody pretty much knows what that is. Red Dead Redemption. Um, Castlevania is an old favorite for sure. Uh, And I I think that goes, again, without any necessary mention. Just memories for me of playing that game when I was little. Because that came out when I was like a little kid. Maybe six or seven years old. Um, You remember this, I think, Paul. You remember that game one? Yes. That game with the insane shooting combat. Mm Mm-hmm. Where your guy just got angrier and angrier and angrier as he killed more and more people, more and more people, and his weapons would upgrade off of his anger. It was a, uh, it was a top, top down shooter. It was a top down mm-hmm. shooter. Oh, so, okay. you know. insane! Like totally intense, fun game. Um, random mention, but maybe you guys remember the PC game Mist? That was a fun Ooh, game. I remember that. That yeah. was that was a very iconic game for its time. It was uh, basically like this game where you got stuck in this alternate world by and you didn't know how you got there, and the whole world was was built around books. So you used books to travel to different dimensions in this world. Yeah, but you had to solve puzzles. It's kind of it was kind of like a little bit, but in, in in that sense, but it was no combat. It was just like you trying to solve puzzles and trying to figure out what was going on, interacting with the few characters that existed in this in this world. There wasn't a lot of motion. No, it, it, it was not. It, it, was, it was stop. It would stop. Yeah. It would be like you would see one one yeah, static frame, and then you would be like, "I want to go to this place," and then the frame would zoom yeah. into mm-hmm. that next area, and then oh, there would be new puzzles man. and stuff like that. There, Elias just reminded me there was a DLC for Skyrim. It was the, the the Dragonborn DLC, mm-hmm. and there's this place that um, we like to, we always like to call, colloquially called it Bookland, mm-hmm. but it's basically this demon realm called Apocrypha that's just endless amounts of knowledge, and the way you would get there is you would read a book. Yeah, that's kind of how it was. You I guess they took the, the inspiration from that. And they then. would go into different worlds, and there were these mm-hmm. two brothers that were like the masterminds of this world, and they kind of controlled some of the books and controlled access to them, but that was a fun game. A really fun like puzzle game that was there was it was I think it was the best selling PC game of all time when it came out actually yeah so it was a it was really different big game. it was totally different yeah. for its time it was unlike anything that ever came out and so the last two games that I will mention are actually both games for the Sega Master System so we're talking like the the early eighties you know in eight bit Nintendo days uh, that was eighty five right uh, I think it came out or eighty six so. Two games I have to mention. One I'll mention more briefly because it's a little more vague, and the other one I'll mention with a little bit more meat because I have a story behind that one too. Okay, so these two Sega Master System games that I enjoyed. The first one was this was the first RPG I ever played. I think it was the first game that I ever that I the first video game I ever played from my yeah from my own system because I got and so my parents bought the Sega Master System that was for me. So it was one of the first games that I got. It was a, that I got. It was an RPG game called Miracle Warriors. Okay, what's notable about it is not only is it a fun RPG, it was the first RPG I ever played, 
it was pretty cool because like you wandered around this cool world and you had to find well basically all the miracle warriors these warriors of legend that would help you defeat this demon and it was cool because like when you found the warriors they were super op like i don't know it was just it was just such a fun game but the interesting thing about it is that when i was when i was like five or six i had very little interest in it i didn't actually beat it until two or three years later because and, and what was what was also cool about it, kind of random memory too, but like the game itself in the box came with the world map. Talking about maps, you know, like in like the maps yeah. and stuff like that for like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones, it came with the world map so that like you could actually go like while you're playing the game, you can go and pull out the map and kind of be like, where should I go next? And point to it on this paper map. So that was kind of like a fun, you know, it's kind of cool when you're little, right? Like those little like gimmicky things, right? So the other game. And I never beat this game, actually. One of my favorite games of all time. Zillion. Do you remember that game, Walt? Zillion. Yes, I remember. That was the it one was, that was like Robotech. Right? Yes, exactly. You had the the bike, mm -hmm. and the bike would transform mm -hmm. into, a, into a mech. Mm -hmm. That was in the second one, but yes, they did have the bikes. But I, I do remember that game. Yes, I do. So the first one, similar situation. I played that game like crazy when I was younger. And then I didn't finish it until a few years later. I actually didn't beat it until I got Game Gear. And well, I didn't beat it either, but I got the Game Gear. And I, if you remember, there was a little cartridge thing that you could mm -hmm. use to play Sega Master System games on your Game Gear. Mm -hmm. So I remember, th this memory is, is weird for a different reason. That was a really cool game. And like this, the premise of it was that you had, it was like a shooting game. Uh, like a side scroller shooting game where you where you were like uh, you were like a character you had to run around this base unlock different doors you know, every room had passcodes that you had to find like in in these different containers they had traps like laser traps and like you know, mines and all this stuff and all you had was basically like your gun and your wits to try to like beat all these enemies and find your friends that were lost in this massive base mm -hmm. but anyway the thing about this game that to me was personally notable is that I remember when I was trying to beat it, that was probably the, the closest. No, I, would, I don't want to say panic attack. That's not right. I was so close to the end of this game and I was trying to find the password to get into the center room and you could see it on the game map. You could see where the center room is so you could beat the game. I couldn't figure out how to get into this room for hours. And I remember I was a little kid. And I was getting like like sick, like nervous, sweaty, like almost like a panic attack. Holy crap. I felt my heart beating like going nuts because I could not figure out how to beat this game. This is the first time in my young life that I had to say to myself, I can't do this. And I turned off the video game. Like I like because I was so emotionally affected by like trying to beat it. Because <laughs> like can't you imagine it. a little kid like freaking out like a 30-year-old like at like his wedding or something like that, <laughs> sweating his brains out, like <laughs> trying for hours and then just giving up like I can't beat this game. Oh my god. And I just gave up on it. But like it's still an awesome game, it's still worth checking out. If you're older than like nine or ten years old, probably you'll figure it out because it'd be a little smarter than my stupid little ass. But at the same time, that's I guess for me, I'll close out with that video game memory because that that was a, a, a notable one to me because of a moment in my life that I had where I almost had a heart attack trying to beat a video game. <laughs> what else we got here, guys? Um, another one of the games that I liked was um Zelda Breath of the Wild because. 
Yeah, um, Zelda. I'm surprised that wasn't mentioned either. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I, I like, I usually like the costumes too, the ones that you could get, especially from the DLC, like the Majora's Mask or the Phantom Knight. Mm-hmm. But I also like the gameplay, even though it was a bit hard at sometimes. I like the gameplay that and the storyline. Mm-hmm. So that makes it fun. The Zelda games are always a little bit tough. That's what made them good. Although I beat sure. it. Mm-hmm. He did beat it. Yeah, you weren't like me going crazy trying to beat a game and then giving up. Yeah, he, f- he figured it out. <laughs> I actually have to play it because I saw him playing it and it looks really, really interesting. You played and, it? No, I haven't played it yet. Sometime, some, sometime soon I'll find another <laughs> chance to play it. Maybe. I've got just three more games because while you guys were talking, it, it just brought back memories for happens. me. That's what happens. Um, I'm going to touch on, on one of those really quick, and I'm going to throw these two out to the rest of you guys just to see if you know about it. But the one game that I remember the most that was one of my favorite games, and we played it the other day. Well, yeah. not the other day, but like uh, maybe it was like a couple of holidays. Ago. Yeah. It was the holidays. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a, there was an emulator that... Uh, Somebody had. I, yeah. I can't. I can't remember where. It was a Hector's. Oh, it was yeah. It was a. Hector's. It was the Raspberry Pi, wasn't it? Oh, it was the Raspberry Pi. Yeah, yes. it was. It was. Um, Bushido Blade. Bushido Blade. Bushido Blade. And I think that's probably the reason why I love Japanese culture and and the samurai culture. That game was so awesome because it was so different. It was a fighting game, mm-hmm. but literally you can lose with one hit. One it was, blow. It was that deep. One blow. It was strategy. It was you literally had to learn how to fight with the blade that you had, mm-hmm. and it had different blades, which lend itself to different fighting styles. You had to master it because otherwise, all it took was one shot. If you were mm-hmm. hit, that was it. And not only that, you would, if you were hit in the leg, you would lose the ability to use that leg, mm-hmm. and then you were crawling for the rest of the fight. If you got hit in the arm. You lost the ability to fight with that arm, and you could only fight with the other arm. Mm-hmm. So Which could be bad if you have a really huge sword that requires two. Arms. Exactly. So <laughs> it was a very, very good game. Um, there was another game that wasn't as good, but it just held a, a special place in my heart. Mm. That was Star Wars: Masters of Terracassi. 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 Masters of Terracassi. Yeah, I remember and that game too. It annoys the crap out of me because it's such a good. Um, idea for a Star Wars game, it's a fighting game. In the vein of um, Soul Calibur, in the vein of Virtua Fighter, yeah. and it's... They never really why, took it anywhere yeah, after that. Why not, you know? You, it was it, fun, too. It was absolutely. Fun you know, for at, at the time, it was, now you revisit it, it's not, not as fun as you remember it. Yeah, so, I still think it was a pretty good fighting game, though. It wasn't very clunky. It didn't have any problems. It had a good gameplay system. Yeah, you, you had you could fight Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader. You could have yeah. um, uh, Han Solo fight Boba Fett. You know, you you had Darth all these Vader. Or Darth Vader. You had all these <laughs> interesting weird. matchups and stuff like that. The interesting matchups part was always weird to me too, though, because it was like, why is why how is Han Solo beating Darth Vader with a blaster? This should not be possible. <laughs> Yeah. But, like, it was a fun game regardless. The characters were cool. It was. It just it needed. And Mara Jade was in it. Yes, she was. Yes, she yeah, was. That's right. She was. Yeah, that's Luke's that's... wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Non-canon wife, non-canon, I guess now. Yeah. Non-canon. We're not gonna talk about Star Wars. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> the last one on this list. Don't I think, um, I think, <laughs> yeah, you know. The last one on this list, I think, has aged well better than all of these others. 
Um, and it's still, I think if you look hard enough, you can find it in the arcade still. That's yep. Star Wars Episode One Racer. No, Star Wars. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the Episode One Racer. If you, if you went to a good arcade, you could actually find a cabinet that was shaped as a pod racer. With the handles. With the handles. And you actually were able to step into the pod and race the damn thing. Well, that sounds like fun. Look yeah, two handles, man. It was awesome. It was a really good racing game. It, it was, was kind of like a really good racing game. It's kind of like Star Wars' version of F Zero. Mm -hmm. So fast and so insane. And yeah, like, it, it, you had to be really Star good to Wars play that Formula game. One. Mm -hmm. But that was a fantastic Nuts. game. Mm -hmm. you know? Off of a not so good movie, unfortunately. Well, you know what? I won't, I won't be that yeah. mean. Well, the, the the pod race. One of my less favorite Star Wars. Yeah, but the pod racing. Um, Bit in in episode one was really good. Mm -hmm. It was know? exciting and it was really cool. So that's why I made for a really good game. That's they the only Star Wars games. movie with pod racing. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That would be. There you go. That would be. another way to go about it. Yeah. So a pod. So episode one racer. That was another game that it just. <laughs> I just remembered. I was like, oh, I gotta mention it. Yeah, that was so, a good one too. Yep. I don't, I don't know, guys. We talked about a lot of video games here. Does anybody else have any honorable mentions? Any I, games you really hated? <laughs> no. Hated. Oh, I oh, I think oh, if I we do hated, no. then we're gonna be here for like another hour. We'll do that another time. I think that's, that's, a, yeah. that's another podcast really altogether. Hated. All right. There's All right. plenty. Yeah, there's plenty there's of games plenty. that I hated. Probably a lot more than I've loved. Yeah, you know, I agree with that for sure. For sure. Alright guys, so I guess that's going to wrap us up for another Pop Culture Over Pizza podcast. I had a lot of fun talking about some cool video games with you guys. Um, as usual, I'm going to suggest to you guys to like, comment, subscribe, give us any feedback you can. Email us at popcultureoverpizza at gmail.com. You can look us up on all of the podcasting services at Pop Culture Over Pizza, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Many other places. Just search for us on Google. You'll find us. We're also on Twitter. We're on Instagram at PCOP Podcast. And we are on Facebook. We actually have some content on content, pardon me, on Facebook now. So if you want to check us out on Facebook, you don't want to have any of that social media stuff, go right ahead. Check us out on Facebook now too. Like I said, guys, like, comment, subscribe, give us some feedback. It was really good talking to you all again once more for another episode of Pop Culture Over Pizza. I am Jose. This is Elias. Well, Gucci fam. Yeah. May the force be with you. This is Metatron bidding the adieu. Mm -hmm. Ace Combat Balrog, Soar High. ASAP. And again, I want to thank you all out there in the internet. Hello, internet. Goodbye, internet. And for anyone that's listening out there, please, please stay geeky, my friends. Peace. <laughs>